Well, thank fuck that's over. Hands down, the worst franchise we have ever done. Wrong turn was better than that. podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. everyone and welcome to the podcast under the stairs do not reach for that tissue unless it's for other reasons but yeah sad times have arrived this is bazawin 2022 episode number five. Oh, it's an upside down smiley emoji right now we are putting this series to bed for another year and I don't know how I feel about it, I'll be honest with you, I have had an absolute fucking ball, even though I've watched some movies that I don't like, sitting down chatting with my homeboy, my main slice, um, let's get him in here, let's let's see if he is also Totsamosh, he is the man, he is the myth, he is the legend, he is the motherfucking Baz. Obrigado, sexy bitches. <laughs> because I recently found out that in Colombia they don't speak Spanish. They is speak that Portuguese? Por- yeah, Portuguese, obrigado. Which mm. I uh, believe obrigado is. I don't even know what it means. I think it might be thank you. Potentially. Let's see it is. I mean, I'm fairly sure at this point Fucking we have n- <laughs> no Portuguese listeners. No, uh, and I'm also fairly sure that's like one of the least offensive openings I've fucking <laughs> said in my time on this show. So, uh yeah, unless unless it was like a, a secret kill command from Nazi Germany, we should be fine. Like, like what? one of these days, we should do like a full montage of all my openings, man. Remember the one where I spoke in tongues? Yes, and I try to speak backwards. Oh, I've got that. I, I, I think I, if memory serves, I think maybe as your either first year anniversary or second year anniversary, I pieced together just the whole first year of your olas at the beginning and they got they got a bit insane and yeah. you've never stopped it's been the consistent no. through line yeah. um yeah we're here on episode number five to discuss luz the flower of evil 
And well, two days before Halloween. <laughs> yeah, two days. Dude, you know what I'm going to say? It's before oh, Halloween. It's before Halloween. It's two full case. fucking days before the episode drops. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put that in the win column. The win column for Duncan and Baz. I don't know why we were sweating. I don't know how we are worrying. Once again, we pulled it at the bag. Buy a boy here. Now what will happen is this file will get corrupted at the end, we'll be fucked. Um, oh, we'll have to record that on Sunday night at the last minute. Just putting that out there. Um, yeah, sad times. This is us coming to the end. We've got uh, Loose the Flower of Evil from 2019. And we have <laughs> Phantasm 5 Ravenger from 2016. Putting the Phantasm franchise to bed. Baz. I can see it in your face. There's a wee, there's a wee tear forming in the corner of the eye. Um, we're, we're, we're here. We're at the last one again for another year. We are indeed. I am honest to fucking Christ, never been so glad to see the back <laughs> of a fucking franchise. Uh, I'll talk more about it at the end of this show, but yeah, this is this has been a goddamn shift. Mm-hmm. The, hold on, I'm pulling up my little foot. Yeah, I have watched, since we finished this, I've watched like, Three films, just because I'm so happy to be able to watch films that I now want to watch. I even went to the cinema on my own to watch Halloween End. Did you go? I did. Yeah, I went on Thursday night when you couldn't go. Ah, right. I, I'm like so that like just to let the listeners out there know, we will be doing that as a a Baz V horror to conclude our Halloween series. So yeah. for anyone that doesn't know, we did the original run up to the kind of new trilogy um, on the original Basby Horror run. And then we did a recap last year when we did it as part of our Russian Roulette franchise retro when you went through both Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, hashtag yeah. evil dies tonight. Um, and yeah, we... <laughs> Although what is, what is, like, I was speaking to our, our big homeboy, Dave, um, <laughs> yesterday uh, when we were coming back from a gig and I did say... I mean, that second movie, not that I want to spoil things for the third movie, but had zero impact. That well, second yeah, movie yeah, could yeah, not yeah. exist, and I that third movie would uh, not be different at all. Yeah, totally. Baffling. Absolutely baffling. But anyway, like, we will be doing a separate episode. I imagine that'll be landing sometime in the Novembers, and we'll put that franchise to bed. I'm very curious to speak to you about it because I don't know how closely we will be aligned. Apparently, the majority of the internet disagrees with me, which I'm not used to that position. I'm used to everyone agreeing with me. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I'm super curious. But yes, you've been... Are we just fucking free-balling three movies? What's happening here? Yeah, actually, I'm just thinking of football. Well, I'm halfway through another one. So <laughs> Johnny Bananas. What's going on oh, here? I just I get really excited. <laughs> I get like this every year, and it's not that I don't enjoy doing the movies, but it be, it's not that it's onerous, but it becomes something that I have to do. Ah, it becomes work. And then suddenly, suddenly to have the freedom to be able to just watch whatever yeah. the fuck I want. Yeah, so I went to see Halloween Ends, then I watched Deadstream. Oh, yeah. Deadstream is a fucking hoot. Yeah, I love Deadstream. Yep. Really, so really if you watch if it. you watch the new VHS movie that's just appeared on Shudder, the final segment is by the same director, who's also the main well, actor. Do you know, I noticed that they had come up. I, I, I've only ever seen, I've got the first VHS yep. on Blu-ray. Yep. And I think I bought that not long after I got my first Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. 
and I watched it then, and I don't, I've never ever gone back to it. And I, I remember quite liking it. It's all right. I've never seen. I've never seen any of the other ones. They're wildly so inconsistent. Feel <laughs> you know like what I mean? Binge coming on where I'm going to. Hit I mean, them they're all easy up. to watch. That's the thing. They're yeah. they're you know they're short. They're short. Um, Anthologies, you know what I mean? The, the problem is that, like, the VHS formula has never really changed. The Lincoln story is always utter shite, and there's usually one or two segments overall that are good, and the rest are pretty shitty. And the new VHS falls very much into that camp. Um, but the two segments that I, but I, had, I had ideas that I really liked. But the thing that made me cringe the most, and you're going to laugh at this, and I hate you because like, you have inside knowledge here, um, it is VHS 99, and the very first shot is a, is a band uh, doing like one of those home movie things, and they're wearing the Jinko jeans, and they've got the eyeliner yes! on, and they're, they're doing you the kid... Like they're doing the kind of like all the horror. Like I was watching it and I could feel the couch fucking eat me. I was just like, oh, I was so close to the bone, man. It's so close to the bone. It fucking hurt. Um, but yeah, the final segment and that. Top. What sorry? Did you whip out the tea bag top? Because <laughs> annoyingly, you can probably fit into that again, you prick. No, I put on weight. I put on weight. Oh, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be, yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like a Play-Doh fun factory. Um, I'd just be fucking. <laughs> I'd be spilling it everywhere. Um, so yeah, it, it, like uh, the last short, which is probably the best one on the entire VHS 99, it's by the same director. So he's having a great time in the space of one month. He's got two things out on Shudder that he and his wife have put their name to, and they're 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 really fucking good. Like Deadstream is like surprisingly fun and has good jump scares like like yeah, legit good jump scares which you just don't expect it, so it does yeah I, I found I, t- I couldn't figure out how it was going to play out that film in yeah. terms of is it all is it going to continue being this funny because like, you sound like grave encounters which it owes a bit to a hundred percent it does yeah but Grave Encounters is, is funny for the first half and then pants shittingly terrifying yeah. for the rest of it, do you know what I mean? Whereas this one doesn't really play out like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I did, I really enjoyed it all the same. And I wasn't sure if it was going to be a big hoax. Kind of, oh, yeah, anyway, yeah. I'm not going to ruin it for MD. That was really good, I enjoyed that. Then I watched Coming Home in the Dark, which was fucking amazing. Coming Home in the Dark? The New Zealand one. Oh, I watched that last year. Tense as fuck. Like, tense as fuck. Damn. Those Antipodean bastards can make a movie, can't they? I told you, yeah, I told you about it last year. I was like, that, wait to, like, just, like, clear a night and just get in just yourself and, like, three fingers of whiskey (laughs) because you need it and just sit and watch it. I think that's why, because I found it on my list, like, Mm -hmm. my Netflix list, and I was like, all right. And for some reason, I keep, I kept confusing that and the one about, come in, nobody gets out the woods alive or some fucking thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, for some reason, I was transposing the two in my head. Anyway, I watched it the other night. God damn, that's a good film. It's, like, the two central performances... Yeah. It's a great movie. The two central performances of the former school teacher and the, you know, the psychopath. The kind of mean bad guy. Yeah, yeah. like, it's just, it's, like... Like the, as like you mentioned, it's a technique that you mentioned quite a lot about driving tension through not 
like physically doing anything. It's conversation that keeps you on your... Like, there are elements that are brutal. Like, the opening, like, the, the initial event oh, is yeah. brutal. But it holds... It manages, it manages to, to sustain that tension and increase it through dialogue. Which is just nuts, you know what I mean? You watch that movie and you just feel uncomfortable all the way right through at the end. Yeah. And plus it is grounded. I heard a, a, um interview with one of their director. A lot of the stuff that they mention, you know, is grounded in fact. You know, there, there were schools um, and in those schools there were, you know, I don't want to blame the Catholics, but um, of a, a denomination which is maybe more prone to nonsense than others. And, like, actual physical abuse against, um, you know, native indigenous people to... Yeah, just yeah. Absolute, absolutely horrific to think about. And yeah, I think Australia, they have a name for it. Was it the Lost Children or yeah. something like that? They call them... Uh, and then I know that also there was a big scandal in Australia. Uh, the Catholic Church were, like, sending kids from Britain. Yes. Like, orphans over there, and then just never following up what happened to them when they got there. They had a terrible time. Eh? Canada yeah, as no, well. I mean, There's been was, a whole thing in Canada yeah. recently which has come out with the same but idea. Canada is very much to do with the First Nation people. Yeah. Um, and the, the schools that they put them in and made them change their name and horrific. become Christians. Yeah, yeah. absolutely I mean, horrific. Yeah. But yeah, so you watched that, yeah. you enjoyed I that, that, that was I really, I thoroughly did. What what was the one about the couple driving about and they abducted the girl off the streets? Remember that? Uh, uh, house, uh, not House, uh, Hounds of Love. Hounds of Love, that's, I could not remember the yeah. name of that. It reminded me a bit of that, weirdly, yeah. just the kind of, the coldness of the whole film. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's a brilliant film. If you're into bleak, kind of troubling movies, then fucking it's a, Big yeah, fucking you need to like movie. if you want a movie that unless it's on your list here that will fucking ruin you. Um, yeah, speak no evil is oh, right. it's on Shudder and um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's Danish. You, you have seen it? No, no, I, sorry, right. I mean, I, saw I was about to say, I was about to say, you look like someone that hasn't like that movie will traumatize the fuck out <laughs> of you. Like, I guarantee yeah, yeah. you, see, next time I speak to you, if you watch that movie, me and you're going to be chatting, and you'll just have like this distant, like 10 mile stare. Uh, going That's on, interesting. yeah, it's That's and it's an uncomfortable movie. It plays like a dark comedy, but it's very, very uncomfortable. And the last, like, I've seen it all over the internet with all that. The last twenty minutes are some of the most, you know, like g- gripping, yeah. terrifying. And I was like, ah, right, I'll be the judge of that. And the last twenty minutes are cold, man. The hard yeah, hitting, yeah. they're hard hitting, dude. So yeah, I will be interested to hear your opinions if and when you get around to it. Nice, nice. What else? And then the, the the fourth one, so the one that I'm actually just halfway through, my wife and I had started watching that House of the Dragon thing last night, you know, mm-hmm. the fucking Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones series. Anyway. Hot so D is at, what um, they're calling it, by the way. That's what the kids in the street are calling it. Hot D. Hot D. Oh, God damn. God <laughs> damn the entire millennial generation. <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, you know what I think? I'm looking at your face right now and you're like, God damn them. But I can see the twinkle in your eye of, I wish I'd come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can ask the wife later um, on if she wants some hot D. I will do. I will do. Um, I don't think she's talking to me after the crack I made earlier. <laughs> and I, can, I'm, I mildly sexually assaulted her when I went to do it in my beard. I think I'd actually lapsed into being the Baz before we had started recording <laughs> my poor fucking wife. <laughs> 
Peter God, break. Missing that she I was not expecting. I don't break character for on this show. I stay in character. As soon as the camera and the mic is on, I am the Baz. <laughs> anyway, so my wife and I had watched a couple of that last night. So I started this film too late, and I didn't realise how long it was, mm-hmm. uh, which was the Amityville horror, like the original. Oh, uh, wow. James Aye, big James like, Rowan. The kid bought me that, the Blu-ray of it, I think maybe Father's Day this year or something. Uh-huh. She bought me a couple of films. And that one had sat there and then I just I hadn't got around to watching it and I remembered the other day that I had it. I was like, that's going to be one of my however many days. Uh, so I piled it on last night. I got. I think I'm about halfway through it, but oh, I was loving that. Man. Oh, it's really good. It's really good. Oh, this is, like, yeah, yeah, this really is when, good. like, when I go on about... I know people out there are going to roll their fucking eyes and I don't care. When I go on about how I think The Conjuring is just like a kind of mediocre horror movie that clearly wears its influences on its sleeve and its influences are much better movies, Amityville is one of them, um, for sure. I, unfortunately, that movie has been destroyed for me, uh, so I don't know the next time I'll watch it. Um, The the aforementioned last podcast on the left, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it on this recording, actually, if that was a pre-conversation. They did uh, a two-parter way back in the day on Amityville, um, and it is... uh, (laughs) It ruined it for... Because they made it too funny, and that's the problem. They made it too... You know what they're like? And it's the whole priest in the room with the, Get out! And then they ah, changed it to yeah, like a yeah. valley girl going, get out, get out, you stupid, get out. Well, that, and that's ruined it for me. That that scene to me before that was fucking terrifying because the priest got flies all over him and he's like, yeah. get out. And now it's all I can hear is, you're a bitch. Um, so ruined, but no, it's excellent. I, um, I know there's people out there that don't like it, but I don't mind the remake. I don't love it, but I don't mind the remake with the very, very, very sexy sexy Ryan Reynolds um, so there you go uh, weirdly casted but works he's uh, he pulls he's, off uh, he's no, he's no uh, Margot Kidder or whatever her goddamn name oh is. yeah she Margot Kidder's to, fucking amazing she loves to pop a tea out every now and then <laughs> don't she god bless her <laughs> Like she, um, she was a bit, I think sometimes people for like forget that she was in kind of riskier genre stuff. I think people always just think she like because she was Lois Lane, wasn't she in Superman? It's Margot Kidder. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah. people just think squeaky clean, you know, movie for everyone, and I think they forget she's in a, she's in some risky roles, but risky. Good for her. Good. Yeah, that's right. Listen, if you've got them, for what, her. that's what I've uh, what been it? watching. Very nice. Now, Baz, before we started recording here, uh, I suggested to you that it might be a bit of fun for us to sit down and uh, play a... Wait, wait, wait. You want to play a game? Uh, we're going to play a game. Well, we're, we're <laughs> talking about doing a form of quiz, Duncan, and quizzes are fun. They are deadly serious. 100%. So serious that you just took your belt off. I've just taken my belt off. And uh, you're now wrapping it around your hand. Quiz. I don't. <laughs> the Baz loves it, but the Baz hates fucking losing the quiz. Well, tell you. what I thought we might do is uh, I own the horror edition of Trivial Pursuit. And what I think yes. we might do is we might do 10 questions. Right? Uh, uh, I will give you the option of the colours uh, for each card. Yep. You will pick them, we'll go through the, the question, you'll give me your answer, uh, and we'll see how well you do out of 10. This is a very special 
thing, just for the listeners, because it's our last episode of Bazoween, so we'll do something a little bit fun, a little bit different. And um, I thought what might be fun is if we try and call now how many we think you'll get right before we start. So what I'll do is I will give you a tester question and then that way you'll be able to gauge the difficulty of the cards and then I want you to put an estimate of how many you think you're going to get right out of 10. Okay. Right. Can I just clarify one thing before we start? If I get a question wrong, is it me or you that picks what item of clothes comes off? <laughs> you know, for me, it's always so pants. So there's no confusion. <laughs> it's, it's always pants. That's my default answer. Uh, right. Your, go for it. your choice of colours are purple, blue, red, orange, yellow, or green. You're not going to tell me what the categories are. Well, I'm sure they're written down. Oh, here the. No, no, no. Uh, give it a... See, you've put me on the fucking spot. There's no instructions in this bastard. All I know them as is the colours. Uh, oh, it's all gone to fuck. Uh, <laughs> there is a. There is a. There is a. Like, Baz, let's 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 stall. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's do that good old well, game. Well, talk of... about colours for a bit. <laughs> My kids like talking about colours a lot. What's your kids' favourite colours, Baz? I don't know. Mine's blue. Oh, your favourite colour's blue? I would never have yeah. guessed that. I would have thought it would have been green. Um... <laughs> Make jokes like that. <laughs> Here's what I think of your game and your show, Duncan. It can get the fuck. Um... Are you frantically Googling or frantically going through a deck of fucking D- well, I'm assuming there must be, like, a... Uh, like an instruction card because it is the most minimal box that's ever been made so I'm assuming there's an instruction card and there is not so Baz well well, I just pick a fucking colour we could do that or I could like take the two seconds it takes to google the categories and this is me typing while I'm writing uh, for horror this is just great radio trivial pursuit this is why we should go video, because I could be doing like a fucking wee nipple dance or something just now with my pasties on, <laughs> to dis- detract from... <laughs> I don't like your attitude right now. Uh, right, uh, why, right, so, uh, does it actually, oh, here we go, yeah, they do, they do give you the categories, Baz, they better give me the fucking colours, because if they don't give me the colours, I'm going to be pissed, <laughs> the fuck... <laughs> Oh, like you're laughing right now um, it says six comprehensive categories yeah. so let's see if we can work out what these according to this the comprehensive categories are gore and disturbing psychological killer monster paranormal and comedy it doesn't actually oh, link them to right, a fucking colour Right. How it doesn't sh- matter because I don't give a shit about any of the categories. So I'm like- so glad that we took this time to work this out. Uh, right, Baz. So, you could go with purple, blue, red, orange, yellow, or green for the, the tester question. Blue. Blue. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, right, here we go. <clears throat> Your tester question is... In the Midnight Meat Train from 2008, which character becomes the butcher at the end? Is it Leon Kaufman, Maya Jones, Lynn Hadley, or Randall Cooper? I've never seen the fucking movie. <laughs> Take a punt. 
and annoyingly it was on my fucking list and then it came off Amazon mm-hmm. you know how Amazon leaves everything on the list yep. even though it's not on it anymore <laughs> and you don't realise to so I think I actually went to watch it one night I'm going to go with the last one was it Randall Cooper you are going with Randall Cooper you would be wrong it was Leon Kaufman ladies and gents Leon Kaufman right. god damn it now in the interim I found the card. <laughs> oh, excellent. Right, so purple is monster, blue is gore and disturbing, red is psychological, orange is paranormal, yellow is killer, and green is international. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, right, I'll give you one more tester, right, with the, with the categories. I think that's fair, right? So you can either go monster, gore and disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer, or international. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go international, but I'm going to go gore and disturbing. Gore and disturbing, so that's blue again. <laughs> just, oh, <laughs> just fucking hammering that home, aren't you, Baz? <laughs> just really, really hammering that home. Yeah, oh, you might get this one. Um, at least these are movies that, that, in the case of this one, I know you've seen. In The Loved Ones from 2009, who is Brent's, who is Brent Mitchell's girlfriend? Lola Stone, Holly, Mia Valentine, or Carla? Can you remember? Holly. Boom! It fucking know ya! There we go, sir. Right. Yeah, that's because I've got my categories now. You've got, got my categories, cat- sorry. I give me ten blue questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, how many do you think you're going to get right out of ten? Uh, oh, um... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to fucking sit right in the fence and say five. Oh, come on, you're selling yourself short. Sometimes my memory's not the best, though. Right, right, you're saying five... I am saying I think you will get seven. <laughs> I am I'm being the, I'm being the optimist here. So whoever gets closest to, right uh-huh. now, if it lands at six, <laughs> I will let you have the win. Right. Thank you. So Ming's either has to be seven or above. Uh-huh. And yours is basically anything. Now don't you go fucking deliberately getting them wrong. No, no. Time, fucking artist well, here. Mate, that goes against. I know. Every bone in my quizzing <laughs> body. So don't you worry. Right. Question number one. You can choose yeah. monster, gore disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer, or international. I'm going to go killer this time. Killer. So you are going yellow. Um, oh, fuck off. Piece of piss. Easy question, this. Uh, the two detectives in Seven from 1995 are played by Brad Pitt and what actor? What's the answers? What's the options? No, there are no options. This is that you need to answer oh, this one, right? And balls so who's the is. other? Who's the other cop? Oh. Brad Pitt and. Oh, you're letting this. I, I want to change mine to three. Can I change to three the answers? Do you want Freeman? Boom! I was gonna go when I met Andy Dufresne, but you, you got like <laughs> you fucking you got a, you got a, right. That's one. So nearly said Danny Glover by the way. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> a different sort of movie. Hey, that's one. Baz has got his first one right. So, question number two. You can pick monster, gore and disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer, or international. 
going to go international. You're never going to get this. Are you sure? Balls. Are you sure Balls. you're going to go with this? Yeah. All right. Um, what was the nickname of the hacker assisting the police investigation in Suicide Club from 2001? Um, don't know. I've not seen the film, so this is this is a wild stab in the dark. A nickname uh -oh. for a hacker. Um, Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> No, if I had said to you it is how thuggish crooks refer to this superhero who doesn't have superpowers, what would you have said? Punisher. No, the bat. Fucking hell. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> that's a shite clue. That's right, a great so what's clue. That's, that? what they refer to that, that's one out of two. Right, so I'm bang on at the moment. Damn you are bang on. You are bang. I'll, I'll give you that. You're 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 freaking banging my tits. Uh, right. <laughs> Next one. You can choose monster, Gordon disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer, or international. Paranormal. Ooh, paranormal is orange. You might get this. Uh, who directed The Exorcism of Emily Rose from 2005? Super oh. famous now. Has directed a few of the movies in that big franchise machine monster thing that you love or used to love before I got you into horror movies. James Wan. Uh, no. Is that your answer? Or are you just yeah. like... Is that, uh, it's Scott Derrickson. So Scott Derrickson did uh, Doctor Strange. Um, okay. so he, did, he did that one there. Um, and most recently did the black phone that we saw in the cinema and both liked. Oh yeah, that was very good. Yes, and he also did Sinister, which we also both like. Yep. So, so that was, uh, that's Baz now down. It's one right, two See, I'm not wrong. great with directors. Right, you cannot physically lose any more fucking questions. Like, you need to give me some, like, build me in a little bit of fucking space here, you motherfucker. <laughs> destroy me before I even start. Making me look like a fool in my own podcast, which, by the way, I'm more than capable of doing, Buzz. Uh, right, question number four. Your categories are monster, Goran disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer, or international. I'll go monster, but I'm fucking hopeless with monster stuff. Monster. <laughs> no, you should get this. If you don't, then we can't be friends anymore. Um, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead from 1968 is filmed in what type of monochrome form? Black and white. Boom, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> you gave me an uncertain pause there that made me get upset. It's um, just too obvious, yep. do you know what I mean? Sometimes the, the obvious answers are right. So what are we at now? Two uh, out of four? Two. Yeah, two. Two and two. Uh, yeah. So, so we're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Right, the next one. Um, monster, Gordon, disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer or international? Uh, psychological. That's the only one I've not done, I think. Psychological is red. Um, hmm. I don't think you've seen this movie. Um, in Stoker from 2013, which character is not a victim of Charlie Stoker? Is it Richard Stoker, Evelyn Stoker, Gwendolyn Stoker, or Mrs. Mack? I have not seen the film. I don't know anything about it. So given that it's my sister's name, I am going to say Gwendolyn Stoker. Oh, you were so close. You were so close. It was 
Evelyn Stoker. Right. Now, you can now no longer get any wrong. <laughs> right? So we're at the halfway mark just now. You've got three wrong, two right. Let's do the back half for the listeners out there. It's all getting real fucking serious now. Um, right, your options are monster, going and disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer or international. It's there six categories? Yes, there's six categories. There's one so you've come up. What one have I not done? Uh, I think you have not done... Oh, it's going disturbing because that was my two... Yes, that was your starters. test up, yeah. God damn it, go and disturbing. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. What Superman Returns from 2006 co-writer directed Trick or Treat from 2007, a movie I know that you love? Love it, I'm fucking shite with directors. <sighs> he he also directed Superman Krampus. Yeah, he, he, so Superman Returns, he co-wrote it. But he directed Trick or Treat. He also directed Krampus, and he did one of those recent fucking Godzilla movies. He might have done Godzilla vs Kong, actually. You're yeah. about you're about breaking my heart here. I've no guess with it. It's Michael Doherty. Nah, see, I, I've not even heard him. Right, so I can't win now. So regardless how well you do, you've won this. <laughs> How fucking convenient, Baz. How fucking convenient. If I'm changing it, see if you get six right, we're claiming victory each. Fuck it. Right, my goodwill is now ruined. Right? So that is you now sitting four wrong, two right. I'm going killers this time. Killers. Killers. <laughs> we'll see how you do here right now. In the A Nightmare on Elm Street series from 1984 to 1991, so we're excluding... Freddy Krueger, final answer. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Kruger is what? Was she a school teacher, a nurse, a nun, or a police officer? A nun. She was a nun. Um, how do we know that she was a nun? Because Freddy Krueger is the bastard son of a thousand rapists. Um, <laughs> Which doesn't tell you that she's a nun. But no, 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 no. But the movie does in a very implausible way. Um, yes. And also, she he can't physically be the bastard no. son of a because that's, that's not, not how, how sperm works. No, 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 no. It really, really doesn't work that way. Uh, <laughs> so Baz has clawed it back now. He's sitting with three right answers to what's that? Three. Uh, this is question number seven. So it's three, three. Is that right? We're getting into question seven. This is question seven. Okay, cool. Right. So here we go, Baz. Uh, so you can pick monster, gore and disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer or international. Paranormal. Paranormal is orange on the card. <laughs> Once again, surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is the name of the youngest freeling child in Poltergeist from 1982? Um, See, I wouldn't have been able to get this, but you just nailed that like it was fucking nothing. Holy fucking hell! Yeah, I couldn't call that just like a recall. Like, for how the fuck did you? Um, truthfully, because of that Misfits song, Shining. <laughs> Caroline. <laughs> well played. So you're back. You're like you're now winning. You're now 
43. Right, you're, you're going to clock this. You get yourself a win here. Um, right, Baz. Uh, question number eight. This is your third last question. Uh, you can have monster, Goran disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer, or international. Psychological. <laughs> Red. Um, <laughs> you're never going to get this. Ah, uh, shit. Um, in The Invitation from 2015, what was the name of the deceased son of Eden and Will? I can give you a hint if you want. No. That's not quizzing, Duncan. <laughs> you want to phone um, a friend? <laughs> fuck it. No, I don't think I've even seen the film. It's a good film. Lawrence. It was not Lawrence. It was Ty. All right, okay. All right. I was going to say Larry, and then I thought, that's just taking the fucking piss. <laughs> Larry Short for Lawrence, I'm in for Lawrence. Right, Baz. Now only you can officially be right. So yeah. you, you fucking ruined that for me. Um, <laughs> so, right. Killers! Killers, he's right in there. <clears throat> I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. That's what we're doing here, wasn't it? I would hope so. <laughs> You're nice, never gonna... nice sex is on fire, isn't it? <laughs> That's not them. Kings of Leon. Um, (laughs) God damn it. Ah, sorry, I'm Mr. Brightside. Anyway, um, let's do... I was going to say Mr. Brightside, but I thought it was too fucking obvious. (laughs) Always the obvious, always the obvious. Uh, Right, you chose Killers. You're not going to get this right. Uh, Alice Sweet Alice from 1976 was the film debut of what actress? Oh, you're never gonna get it. I but. can see the cover of the fucking DVD, but I don't think it's the Axis. No, um, it's a mask. What what year? Uh, the year of that movie is 1976. You're not gonna. And get it's it. a debut. Yes. Fucking Farrah Fawcett. Uh, no, but you're not that far. It was Brooke Shields, so you weren't like a million oh. miles away. To be honest, I'll. Get, you know, part of me wants to get, but I know you're strict with the rules, so I can't give you anything. Uh, right, this is your final question. Um, here What's we go. Score? Uh, so you are currently 5-4. Five, 5-4. Four. Five, four. So if you get this right, you win. Uh, Not only do you win, but you fucking cut you Babe Ruth it, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, right, so don't um, fuck it up. You can go with reference, by the way. Well done. I, I mean, I, I don't even know what I said, so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the drink is going well, I'll pick it up in the edit. Um, so. <laughs> oh, God, right, monsters, going right. disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer, and international. What are you going with? Paranormal. Oh. <laughs> um, you might get this. But then it might be so obvious you might not. Um, in The Exorcist from 1973, what is the name of veteran Catholic priest portrayed by Max von Sydow? Oh, you don't have to God. give me the first name. You just the father, whatever. Father. So close. Oh, 
So close. So close. That it's going to annoy me because I will know it when I hear it. Yep. Um, it's so close, so close. You almost taste it. Almost taste it. It's <laughs> right there. It's right there, Baz. You're like the world's worst sex phone <laughs> operator. Um, Ooh, this chat sexy. <laughs> <laughs> You're just taking my jumper off. <laughs> <laughs> it's got an impractical amount of buttons. Stop um, fucking talking! <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, dear. God damn it. No. I'm sorry, it's been lad. so many years since I've seen it. It is Father Merrin. No, and I can see in your face that, that you didn't, no. you don't know. You thinking of the other priest? What's his name? Uh, is it Merrick? Is it Father Merrick? Merrick and Merrin, really? I can't remember now. You've now got. You've now got me, like, confused. Merrin's the one that I know. Uh, Father. Merrin is Max von Sydow and it's Father Ted. <laughs> <laughs> you should yeah. have just said Father Ted. That would have been. I'm bloody quizzing is ruining my superpower now. So who's the who's the other? How do I not know that? I should know this inside out. Uh, two priests. Better watch what I'm doing here. One cup. An <laughs> exorcist. So it's Father Merrin and Father Caris. Caris. Right, Should no. I fucking remember that. Merrick. Where am I getting? Joseph Merrick. I was thinking the elephant man. That's what it was. Always go back to the elephant man. Every single time. Baz. Baz, Baz, Baz. So close. Four. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Um, and that, ladies and gents, has been let's fill some time on the last episode before we talk about a very, 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 very allegorical foreign movie. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, are you ready to do this, Baz? Are you in the zone? Are you ready to get down and a little bit dirty with the power of Christ? Um, I, sure, I, sure, I sure am. I'm going to need another wee drink before we go for it, but um, other than that, yeah, I'm pretty fucking good to get this bitch done. Right, ladies and gents, we are going to take our first break of this episode. When we return, we are going to be doing Loose, the Flower of Evil from 2019. Myself and Baz discussing that movie right after this. <laughs>
welcome back, ladies and gents. You've just heard the trailer for Luz, The Flower of Evil from 2019. This one is directed by Juan Diego Escobar Alzati. Or Alzata? I don't know. Uh, all I know is, as soon as I was about to make a joke, I suddenly realised that his name had Escobar in it and my asshole tightened so yeah. fucking fast. Let's <laughs> like, apply those brakes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do this. Um, the movie stars Yuri Vag- Vargas, uh, Andrea, you've got a hard surname, Marcelia Robeldo, Jim Munoz, Sharon Guzman, Conrado Osorio, uh, Johan, probably not Johan on the, the accent, <laughs> Camacho, he plays Jesus or Jesus, uh, and Daniel Paez. Paez? Paella? I don't know. It's all very wrong. Let's never do that again. Uh, synopsis for this one. I can do it because I'm Scottish and we're ignorant. Um, synopsis for this one is In the thickness of the mountains in an isolated community led by a preacher known as El Señor, a presumed new messiah is That's brought. That's not what the calls. <laughs> we'll get to in a minute. As <laughs> uh, a different synopsis. Uh, a presumed new messiah. Actually, if you're following what they say in the movie, this is messiah number five. Uh, a presumed new messiah is brought, unleashing a wave of violence and pain. Um, yes, yeah, so this was like the first time that we've maybe done one of these in a while where... This was a fresh watch for both yourself and myself. Yeah. Now, after I said Late Mungo was the last time we did this, it then suddenly dawned on me that that's not strictly true. Any movie that we've seen at the cinema together and ended a reviewing is technically a first time viewing, but as a caveat, it's not on a Basvi horror segment. You know, that's yeah. us reviewing a movie we went to go and see together, as opposed to picking a movie to discuss yeah. that neither party had seen. So, yeah, it has been a while since we've been in this situation and I picked Luz, The Flower of Evil as our folk horror movie representing South America it's our final stop it's safe to say our jaunt around the world has been fruitful and successful thus far Baz do you agree? Yep. Um, so yeah this is the last one and we will see how this lands um, I obviously have some thoughts I will, I will bring in uh, a few opinions as we go through but as the listeners know this is your segment this is your show and you are in the driving seat my friend so let the ladies and gents out there know what you made of Luce the Flower of Evil absolutely folks let's just cut yourself a big fat line and let's get down to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had never um... oh shit I'd never even heard of Luce uh, before uh, you came up with the list. Yep. Um, there is another film that's just called Luz. Which is fucking absolutely bitching. It's a German, uh, it's a German kind of demonic possession movie, but the it's set in the, I think it's late 70s, early 80s. It's actually like physically set in, and it's fucking mind-blowingly good. I absolutely adore it. And yeah, it's not this movie. As the internet will keep telling you, it's not this movie. The internet's really good at saying it's not this. Yeah. Um, So yeah, didn't know anything about it. Um, Annoyingly, this one, so this one is on Shudder in the UK, but weirdly, 
it's only available with a Shudder subscription. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were about to say it's on Shudder under the name Phantasm 2. Uh, so you like, <laughs> oh, we can see no. this movie. <laughs> no, but it's not available if you have Shudder as an add-on. Which is weird. I like surely. I, I was sure that they were identical, but like I kept did... checking yeah. and checking and checking all the way up till we got to uh, this episode, and I ended up having to ask you. Yeah. Because I always did have a subscription, but I changed it to a Prime uh, add-on last year. But um, why would why would a service be on Prime and then remove? The like they gain nothing. No. At all for doing it because you're still paying a membership to them. Yeah. So as if you're giving the money to Amazon. No. No. So that to me is absolutely like the the Shudder guys will love you, but go and fix your house. Like, yeah. <laughs> like go and get your please. affairs in order, please, for the love of God. Uh, so yeah. So if you are wanting to watch it legit over here, then you'd have to do it through a Shudder subscription as opposed to a Prime add-on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on with the show. <laughs> Uh, opens with, and I thought I'd written here, it opens with some very arty titties, and I'm like, I don't fucking remember that. Now, that's the other thing I should probably mention. This is, I think it's probably the first time since the early Baz V Horror days. What are arty titties? It's arty titles. Yeah, but even 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 if it wasn't, like, the actual phrase, like, you said it opens with arty titties, and I was just wondering how that would actually look. Are they covered in paint? <laughs> Like, they're kind of abstract and a bit odd looking. A bit angular. There's still, still titties at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag and I'm just arty titties. Just titties too. So yeah, it does. It comes up with some arty titles. <laughs> Although there are some arty titties in here as well. Somewhere. So um, yeah, so what I'm saying is it's the first time really since I think probably year one where my notes were compiled during the first watching yeah. we got a bit tight for time the um, listeners heard not, the listeners heard the voicemail Baz they've yeah, all heard, they heard the voicemail and this isn't the shortest film in the world it's not the longest either yeah. it's not a tight 90 by any means um, so no this was a, a first time watch so these notes I suppose are probably a slightly truer reflection of um, what was going through my fucking warped mind as I was watching this <laughs> So Holmes with some very arty titles, lots of dead things, a tape recorder, and a goat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it then cuts very quickly to an angry-looking, swarthy man uh, who has given some pets five wee bird pelters about the tape recorder that she <laughs> found. The tape recorder from the arty titles. Mm. Um, he keeps getting on about being the devil's work, uh, that he's going to keep it for safety. Uh, and then I've written here, it's kind of weird because it looks like they live in like the 19th kind of century. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and it's one of the things I suppose, I suppose people could argue either way. My assumption is that this community that we're going to go on and discover shortly here are, we know that they're heavily religious, they're a cult, yep. essentially. I'm assuming they are living a kind of almost Amish kind of lifestyle and mm-hmm. that they have renounced technology, stuff like that. So they live a very 
close to the land kind of life. Yeah, I suppose the only thing that breaks that rule is the guns. But out with that, everything, I mean, they cut wood with fucking axe, you know, like, yeah. it, everything's very, like, uh, yeah, it's a shunning of technology, like, even down to, like, even, like, on the levels of electricity, and, you know, there's yeah. none of that there at all, but they have an exception for firearms, which makes sense. Yeah, so she had found this, so at this point, I'm kind of like, you know, is, is this, like, a fucking time-travelling tape recorder? I've seen weirder things in some of the films we've watched, to be quite honest, you know what I mean? Why is there um, not a movie called Time Travelling Tape Recorder? Well, we had fucking Time Travelling Hot Tub, whatever it was. <laughs> time Travelling oh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Time Travelling Hot Tub, is It's practically the same. <laughs> <laughs> Join anyway. Seth Rogen in the new smash hit comedy, Time Travelling Hot Tub. I love it, Baz. You're now in charge of streaming. Bath. <laughs> um, right, so yeah, so I, I said this is kind of weird, so it looks like the yeah. 19th century. Anyway, the wee bird, she gives them the tape recorder, but she keeps a tape that she is unaware of. Mm. So, from the first few scenes, it kind of looks like this guy lost his wife, and he yep. now lives with three young women. Two of whom are not his biological children. Mm-hmm. So he's a bit like a kind of Latin American David Koresh. Oh, yes, a little bit. Yeah, yeah I like it, but I like it. So uh, we'll call him David Koresh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how that accent holds up after a few drinks. I told, I told you we weren't going to call him El Senor. No, no, no. So no. It's David Koresh. And we've also agreed in advance of this we're going to keep any sort of overtly humorous like <laughs> like diatribes on the low key because we are both patiently scared of the Colombian mafia <laughs> uh, like the kind of like, like we think that the uh, we're not saying that we are that far away that they couldn't get someone to do something to us so in case anyone can't read between the lines we love you Colombia um, and my stupid face is fucking plastered all over the internet <laughs> these days Um. Right, so they then turns out we, we then find out that the wee bird they found the tape player is his actual daughter. Um, yeah. That night, her and the other two are having a sexy sleepover. No, they're having a sleepover, Baz. And uh, well, it appears they'll just live in the same shit. Your Pornhub fucking riddled mind has ruined any sort. Look at this! They can't see the smile. They can't see the smile on this recording. Video, man. We need to go video. So it's way forward. Anyway, they're having a sexy sleepover in the lingerie, um, and she shows them the tape. Uh, none of them know what it is. Yeah. So it's like what you're saying, they've shunned all of it. Um, the daughter, she thinks that there's an angel trapped inside it. Yeah. Um, they have a music box that the mother had given them before she died. Yeah. And the mother's and name was? Told- No. in the title loose yeah so as yep. she, she was loose which I believe is Portuguese for light yeah uh, see look at you doing your research no I think mentioned it in the movie <laughs> <laughs> look at you remembering details from a movie you watched <laughs> <laughs> just the other day um, 
Yeah, she told them that an angel made this noise from the music box. Anyway, it then transpires that they have never even heard the word music before yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, so it's safe to say this is a fairly fucking oppressive regime. Yep, they're under the rule of um, El Señor. Now, I noticed at this point that the the window in their little cabin is boarded up. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this kind of led me down the idea that this was a kind of religious, kind of Amish-esque sect kind of thing. Um, a swarthy, lusting, young, looking young man is chopping wood. <laughs> Uh, Diet Coke break. I don't want you. (laughs) One of the girls is milking a cow and getting extremely wet from the fucking wood chopper boy. And I've got to say, the the phallic imagery is she is pulling the fucking milk out this thing. It was so phallic, I nearly fainted. It was it was overwhelming. For somebody like me, it was just this rush of innuendos, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I feel faint." When I sat down, she's like, "Now I can." I got all wet on charrette. Spunk! Just fucking started shouting obscenities in the daily. Yes. I don't know if I could like. I don't know if we could do this. <laughs> I never get on a train with me, my friend. It's a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, the phallic imagery is so potent. I nearly fainted. Uh, the daughter is talking oh, to one of the other hell. girls. Um, we then find out that they are kind of waiting or looking oh. for somebody. Uh, and it feels it feels quite religious at this point, mm-hmm. like it's maybe God or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they believe that once they find this person, the sketchy-looking old tree that is nearby will bloom. Yes. Um, David Koreth is out <laughs> riding his horse with a gun and a compass, <laughs> as you do. He marks a spot in the woods with a red rag on a stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he de- that night he delivers a sermon to the whole community um, and he, he sort of starts going on about how he is the only one who has met God um, it's usually a good sign of a cult leader oh absolutely <laughs> I mean, man absolutely this is right up there with fucking I mean, Jimmy Jones okay, man. See, you know? like, I'm the only one that's met him cunt owes me a terror yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like... sorry. He, talk, he talks to me um, he says the Messiah is coming so this is who they're looking for and then it turns out this the sketchy looking tree is where he buried his wife. Mm-hmm. And they believe that when it flowers, prosperity will return to the land. They, they appear to... Everything looks all right to me, has to be said, but they <laughs> appear to think that they're suffering in some kind of way. <laughs> um, one of the girls, basically the horny one, um, <laughs> she appears not to fully believe in young David Kareth. Um, next day the girls are bathing their delicious naked bodies at the foot of a waterfall 
And uh, the lusty young woodchopper is spying on them from the mountainside with an old man. Yep. Now, I have seen this film before. <laughs> let me fucking tell you. Hey. Yeah, I know how this bitch ends. <clears throat> we buy shit and spaff. Here we go again. Uh, the old man, however, against all my fucking best expectations tells me to pack it in because they are angels yeah um fucking we would chop a guy he's too horned up to give any kind of fuck about theology at this point in time do you know what i mean that fucking angel he's uh he's just fucking filling up the spank bank at this point um that night the angels are in there's their shed or whatever it is they fucking live in they're woken up with voices outside uh, David Carreth has got some wee kid chained up in a pen. Yep. Uh, the Wayne's Maw is going fucking mental. Mm-hmm. So he gives her a right good fucking raping to shut her up. <laughs> uh, and then basically tells her to get the fuck out. I thought um, laugh, but you should use the term raping. <laughs> uh, that's, it's honestly, it's done like a punishment. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he's going like the clappers, as to be said. Um, and he says that the boy is no... Fucking... <laughs> 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 I was literally telling you before we hit record here, this is a fucking, like, immensely disturbing, yet hauntingly beautiful, powerful scene that you're like that. It's going out like a fucking flapper. Yes. <laughs> oh, his ass is going like a flywheel. Um, he tells her that the boy is no longer her son. He is, in fact, the baby Jesus. He's Jesus, Baz. He's Jesus, of course he is. I'll be honest, he looked relatively fucking clueless. (laughs) This poor kid. (laughs) Fairly godless. The rape, however, is witnessed by one of the girls, one of the angels, um, through like a gap in the boards of a fucking shed. Yeah. Um, Next morning, he introduces the wee blonde kid as everybody's saviour. Yeah. he, he kind of talks, he implies that it was something that he did that brought despair to their land. I don't think we ever actually find out what, though. Um, um, no, he's no. He's a he's a relatively hapless character, and we'll get to it by the end. Like, the guy yeah, cannot... Yeah, totally. he, this is the, the very de- definition of can't catch a break. Um, yeah, he's not a very good cult leader, as no. we said. <laughs> he's fucking terrible. No. Um... There's mention then of a previous Jesus who died. <laughs> and not the one in the exposure. Bible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know him. <laughs> Apparently of exposure. Yep. Probably from being fucking chained up in this pig pen that they keep them in. Aye, just that, like overnight in the mountains. Totally. You would think if, you know, if, if you believe you found the son of God, you might let him sleep inside. Do you know what I mean? Well, you would. I mean, you would, but... I, d- I don't know. This is technically like I like, like I joked about this, but this is Jesus Five. It's mentioned yes, in this uh, movie. Yeah, because like, it comes in later on. You find like, out. It's it. like un- unreal. So you think about it this way: like prior to this boy being there, this act has happened four other times. The fucking chained a little boy in a fucking yeah. pig pen, and he's and fucking froze to death, like Jack nobody, Nicholson in The Shining. Thanks to fucking or, or that guy at Game of Thrones <laughs> that meme was about. 
For anybody that doesn't know that story, <laughs> I thought that the meme of Jack Nicholson frozen at the end of The Shining was a, a photo still from Game <laughs> Until I saw the fucking Shining on this show. <laughs> still not convinced I was wrong, uh, honestly. I mean, um, you also think that that woman was physically murdered in the making of Cannibal Holocaust. Nah, which has been which has been completely disproved. Um, but like, you know, you're still like, no, I'm sh-, like Duncan. I'm sure they fucking murdered the woman. <laughs> how would how would we really know? <laughs> David Kareth says that the reason this one froze to death was because he was a demon and not the savior. I mean, that's a <sighs> scapegoat. You're rolling the dice, really, aren't you? Uh, he's not the messiah. He's a very cold boy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, the youngest angel tries to speak to blonde Jesus um, but David Kareth tells her she's too young to understand God but not too young for quite a few other things I would imagine in David Kareth's eyes hey 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 it's no me keep this clean it's no me he's the fucking polygamist polygamist is that what polygamist (laughs) Uh, the next day, David Kareth baptizes blonde Jesus in the river. Yep. Uh, and he then goes on about uh, it was 23 years ago that very day that one of their angels was reborn, meaning his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, he asks her what she would like for her birthday, and she wants the tape player. Um, he starts babbling on about it being an empty shell and that the evil is in the tape itself, which is pretty fucking handy. She's got one stuffed in her bosom. <laughs> At least that's where I hope it's kept. Um, he shows her how to record her voice onto the tape, which I'm not fucking quite sure why. Um, well, this is like a, 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 this is a trade-off. So, like, um, like she can't speak to anyone else. So she basically is taking Ooh. a vow of silence, but she can record her voice into the machine or he's displaying that this is how Satan gets to you mm. clearly doesn't understand you have to play the tape backwards to hear Satan but let's let's not let's not go there that's it um, then later on she's in the forest and she puts her tape in starts listening to it it appears to be classical music goes on it uh, when she doesn't come back, David Kareth takes the horny angel into the forest to look for her, leaving youngest angel to look after blonde Jesus. Uh, oh, and I like this bit. So, while they're out searching, uh, the swarthy woodchopper... Why do you like this angel. bit? Why do you like this bit, Baz? Finger bang. So uh, he, he grabs Horny Angel up a bit, a, a bit like a gypsy at the Appleby Fair. Just grabs her up. Um, uh, and then they sneak off to do a wee bit of finger banging against a tree. Um, she bleeds onto his hand, which I'm assuming is the rupturing of her hymen. There we go, Baz. Um, <coughs> but he does not take this well. No. Uh, in fact, he lays the pimp hand on her. <laughs> no, I'm not. I've like insulted a... African Americans yep. at this point. I've insulted the gypsies. Look, no, starting the Colombian. Like, I mean, this is the, no because we won't do that on this episode because we're both passionately <laughs> scared of their cartels. When the posse finally find the daughter, 
daughter angel sitting uh, Pussy posse. at a fire. <laughs> like, sorry. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I like easy. The Clunge Crew. Um, I will the, walk right off this. <laughs> you will. Like, there's like there will be like a dropping of headphones, a toppling of a mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So they find her sitting at a fire playing up tunes. Um, the crazy old guy that we met earlier on. He goes fucking mental. Um, She's got a fucking goat behind her, Baz. Yeah, he goes on about shooting her because she's the devil. Maybe that's because of the fucking goat. I, don't I think know. that I think he's just literally like she's got horns, not understanding the goat was behind her and the horns yeah, were coming yeah. off her head. Um, David Kareth uh, tries to calm him down, but he has to pull a pistol. Good old Colombian standoff. <laughs> um, then I don't know what fucking happens, but the next minute they're back home and he's ragdolling his daughter about the fucking room because I have the tape. Um, while all this is happening, we blow on Jesus is convulsing because of the cold. Yeah. Uh, youngest angel's freaking out. Next day, the daughter angel gives away the jumper. Uh, horny angel falls ill while mm-hmm. out milking. Right. Uh, She's taken home, lies unconscious in bed. Um, well, David Caress sort of watching over her, he overhears the other two talking about Horny Angel and the Swordy Woodchopper. Mm-hmm. Um, big David Caress is a fucking raging. <laughs> um, somebody's been tapping his ass, as it were. There's no stress, there's no indication here that he has any sexual overtones towards any of these three women. You're just putting that in there, Baz. It's all allegory, Doug. It's <laughs> allegory. Um, he knocks a crucifix off a wall. Uh, all the angels just getting worse. Uh, he's crying out in pain. Um, and then <clears throat> the youngest one starts eating pages out the Bible. Which turns out to be a really bad idea as well, but... Um, Daughter Angel's hanging out the washing, uh, wee blonde Jesus sitting there being all enigmatic. Um, out in the forest, David Kareth fires his gun and, and it kind of leads you to thinking that he shot the swarthy woodchopper. Yeah, the way it's shot. Turns yeah. out it's just a fucking rabbit. For dinner! Uh, and then for some reason he invites swarthy woodchopper round to dinner to eat said rabbit. Uh, do you think this is a will do the right thing? No, because I no, didn't I, get that either. At I, first, I thought what because I I picked up that I thought I, well I was right. I I called what was happening to unwell horny daughter, um, like almost immediately. I thought uh, I don't want to spoil things, but I I called her condition. And I was like, all right, well, he's bringing him round for this. But the scene does not play out that way at all. No, no, no. I thought it was almost more like bring him round and then show him that you're fucking in charge. Kind of like what I like to do with my daughter's boyfriends. You bring them round for dinner. Ah, come on round for dinner. And he's making them feel fucking terribly <laughs> uncomfortable the entire time. Just sit silently, stare at them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Wife tries to engage him in conversation and he makes the mistake of asking me a question. <laughs> How fucking dare him. Yeah. Don't make me take my fucking slipper after you, son. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
Ah, it's nice all right, we carry. <laughs> Good wee guy. Heart supporter of the most fuck all but football. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the kidding, you're listening, Cammy, which I really hope you're not. I don't, please, please. If, this, uh, if please you are, turn just off like, now. delete. Turn off now. Delete. Um, <laughs> it starts raining, be blowing Jesus, fucking freezing. Um, Swarthy Woodchopper's walking home through the forest. Sees that weird fucking goat hanging about. Yep. Um, it's a very intense scene for very little fucking payback, it's got to be said. Uh, but then the next morning, the crazy old guy turns up at the door with the dead Swarthy Woodchopper mm. on the back of a horse. Uh, and he's missing one of his hands, which we can only presume is the one that was up inside called the Angel mere nights ago. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, <laughs> is that where the phrase? That's why she was bleeding. Is that Fisted where the phrase caught red handed comes from? Yes. Thank you. Is. That's the. Now, if anyone asks you that, <laughs> listener, that's not yeah. true. That's a joke that we've done on the cuff here, and you will lose friends if you say, oh, that's, uh, yeah, from, from a poke rape. That's, that's not a. You don't ever. I, don't. Whatever uh, you're about uh, to do here, I, think, well, I can see I think the. I've gear. actually told you, and I think we might have discussed this in Joss's shite, the story of the Red Hand Gang. You have, yes, yeah. yes. It's not for this show. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Please. Uh, overcome with grief, um, Orly Angel grabs a carving knife, goes after blonde Jesus, says he's the devil. The devil! Uh, Satan! Weirdly, <laughs> sorry, that was a call back to two episodes ago. Weirdly, David Carette at this point is kind of almost encouraging her to off the kid, which is a bit of a risky maneuver, it has mm. to be said, but somehow it works out and she doesn't. Um, and it's not that way, like when hostage negotiators uh, are trying to talk someone off like a building from mm. jumping, not that. Listen, I mean, if you want to jump, you can jump, but I mean, it would just. I don't think they ever say that. I've seen Lethal Weapon, and that is what Mel Gibson does. I stand corrected. He does um, that, and we all know that that movie is fact. Uh, Mel Gibson is a crazy man that will handcuff himself to another man and then jump off a building. So It is actually correct as far as police procedure in the United States goes. <laughs> Or at least as it was in the 80s. No, what would happen is, if, if it was now. like if it was accurate, they would handcuff themselves to the guy, jump off the building, and then shoot him six times before they reached the ground. All to be caught on body cam, but admissible as evidence. Um, first, they would have probably had to, like, excuse me, sir. Oh, oh. Sorry, is it okay that I call you that? Yeah. Oh, I, here he goes. Here he goes. Here he goes. I'm moving on. I'm moving, moving on. Moving on. Um, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, oh, a risky maneuver. Yeah. It works. Pays um, off, though. Oh, daughter Angel takes Horny Angel down to that old waterfall for a wee spot of naked Pilates. <laughs> uh, which is an odd choice, but not an unpleasant one. <laughs> David Kareth and the youngest angel. They lead blonde Jesus into the woods to the red flag that he planted earlier. 
think this there's something this is where miracles are supposed to happen or some fucking thing. Uh, it's fucking useless. Tries to get the main to shoot a rabbit. He's no doing it. David Caretta and tries to shoot it and misses. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure if this is allegorical in some fucking manner. I don't know why I keep using the word allegorical. Well, I think I think uh, you're blah, 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 blah. Yeah. allegorical. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the movie so is dripping in allegory. So I think you. I don't think you're. I don't know. I think that's and that's the only word like symbolism is the other one, but it's not as cool as allegory. So it's not. And the buzz is all about the cool big man. <laughs> uh, daughter Angel and Horny Angel have set up camp for the night, uh, which is a, a again another bold move for somebody who apparently has pleurisy or something fucking similar. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She was basically dying in pneumonia about nine hours ago. And now you're just sleeping out in the middle of the night. Uh, there's a shooting star. It ties into some stuff that I cannot even be fucking talking about. There's a weird nightmarish scene of animal bones in the woods. Horny mm. uh, angels just getting worse now. A lot of stomach pain. Oh, wait one second. I've got to say, I didn't clock this until this point. <laughs> oh, right, I clocked. Oh, wow. then, no, I hadn't got it earlier. Uh, we then realised that she's having a baby. She's with child. Uh, David Kareth throws the other two out and then cuts her open with a knife. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to skate over this, but it has to be said. Yeah, it's um, pretty fucking horrific. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. He basically gives her a section uh, yep. but like where I carve a knife in a manky hut yeah. um, and he lifts the unborn child out starts screaming about it when the devil's child I think this is because he's been bumping her um, he's absolutely crazed at this point <laughs> Horny Angel dies and I've written in bra- brackets here obs <laughs> I fucking hate you right now. Oh, I'm not that keen to myself, to be quite honest. I wish I'd just deleted that before I fucking dealt with it. The youngest angel then starts screaming about her being the only sinner. Yeah. Um, and that the devil was after her because she eaten the pages of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, outside the weird goat, this is about again in it, staring down blind Jesus. Um, not blind Jesus, blonde Jesus. <laughs> fucking autocorrect. <laughs> blind Jesus. Well, it might as well be. Who's the, blind Jesus again? It literally makes no fucking... Like, this kid is... This must have been the easiest acting job ever. And, and even without breaking the fourth wall, I mean, yeah. he's, he handles abduction better than most kids would. That's the piece I mean? Abduction and being chained up. Um... <laughs> he's, he's every paedophile's wet dream um, so that, that was a bad that was <laughs> a bad drop just so <laughs> sit here quietly uh, <laughs> David Kareth comes out the goat's not there um, he's greeting about it not being the death he asked for I think he's talking about the rabbit at this point yeah um, I, he thinks that when he was pleading with him for the death of the rabbit. To shoot the rabbit, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the gormless fucking stupid child Jesus has taken that as in the death of his fucking yeah. adopted daughter and her unborn child. 
Shut the fuck up, Lord Jesus. Honestly. Back in your pig pen there. That wee fucking character in uh, Charlie Brown that made you like that, the wee smelly one. Lightness? Yeah. No, no pig pen or something that was good. Is it not Linus? Is, isn't Linus the one with the stink lines? Isn't he? Oh, maybe he is. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Who Once again. Charlie Brown in this country. No, I, it always confused me because we called it Charlie Brown then in America they call it Peanuts and it took me fucking years to work it. It's actually just called Peanuts. Yeah, it's Peanuts is the wee bird thing. Aye, but that's the whole yeah, fucking... Day, it's Snoopy. It's just fucking Snoopy. Well, this is it. Snoopy's what I called it, right? Yeah. Snoopy and Charlie Brown, but in America, that's not what the fuck is on. Fucking weird American people. Weird. Weird. With their weird, weird things. Yeah, and you know what ones I'm talking to. Yeah. You know. Sit in the corner. And only kidding on. Love you. <laughs> yeah, keep downloading the show, the majority um, of listeners. Um, <laughs> two thirds of our listeners are Americans. Let's not fucking <laughs> alienate them now, Baz. Uh, yeah, David Caret seems to think the blonde Jesus was responsible for all this, which is a bit fucking harsh. Yeah. Um, it's another example of him passing the blame along to someone else. <laughs> they then give Horny this weird kind of nighttime Viking boat funeral thing. Um, after all this, the crazy old guys talk to David Kareth about how uh, none of this seems to be working. And we then I... find out that basically this has happened like four times before. Yep. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know about you and I know you are the man that speaks to God however kind of feels like we've done this before a few times yeah it doesn't um, seem to be working at all none of that and, and you know the thing is you said it would be the next time um, and they keep coming back to this idea of you planted the tree I, I believe on the spot that his wife died um, and it is not flowered and you keep telling us it will and it clearly uh. isn't so maybe Maybe I'm just like just spitballing here as an old man. Maybe you're full of shit. Yeah. Maybe the tree's dead. Jake, <laughs> you, you killed the fucking tree. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you gave that tree to Duncan's wife Corrine and said, "Go look after it." And like <laughs> a week later, it was dead. Which is every fucking plant that we have ever owned. For some reason, she has it for a week, and it dies. We're like, the same. We are fucking terrible with plants. And somebody gave us an orchid, right? For. Where you hear this? They gave it to us as a wedding gift. And my wife, who, like Corrine, is not the great, she kept it alive for like seven years. Fucking hell, they, that's, right. that's upkeep. I became utterly convinced that this fucking orchid. Was somehow intrinsically tied to our marriage. <laughs> See when the orchid died eventually. You're getting divorced. It used to look like it was going to die all the time, and I'm like, that thing's fucking dead. Can we just throw it out now and collect it? Like, no, no, it's not. I've spoke to my granny about this, and her uh-huh. granny was a fucking old boot. But anyway, so I spoke to my granny about it, and is it, what was it she used to say? It, it was like neglect it to the point of death or something there was some weird thing she said about anyway and sure enough it would then it would bloom again it was weird 
And then it just died. And honestly, for about six months, I was like, oh my God, we are, we are going to fucking slap and we'll get the kids new. And oh my God. What His marriage has a death curse. <laughs> that becomes crazy Ralph hiding in the pantry. Actually, not where I thought your story was going to go. I thought you were about to say like that. We managed to keep this plant for seven years and then we found that it was plastic. <laughs> no, no, it was genuinely annoying. Always bloomed. I mean, it never changed. We kept it perfect. Pristine. <laughs> Turns out it was plastic, Duncan. Um, no, like, so yeah, the, the the old the old tree has not bloomed at all. And uh, yeah. it might be the fault of, I don't know, El Senor. Well, up at said tree, uh, old David Kareth is ranting and he's digging in the fucking earth. Uh, he goes on about water not being able to cleanse his sins. Starts talking about fire. Yep, um, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> and then it's uh, kind of interspersed at this point with sort of flashbacks to certain pieces of dialogue in the film from earlier mm-hmm. that kind of point towards what I suspected at this point is him dying in flames. Yes. <clears throat> um, turns out that's not quite correct. Switch it around. Because uh, he then heads back down to the ranch. And he's like, you know what would be better than burning my cell bars? Yeah, I'll burn all these bitches. <laughs> I mean... And then I'm off to find a new messiah. <laughs> you know off I mean? to find a new harem of daughters, a new yeah. boy that I can tie up in a pig pen and start all over again. So basically he locks all the girls in the house, this shed thing, and then sets the roof on fire. Um and, and then, then just he fucks rides off. off <laughs> he just like, like, like ah, gay abandoned man. Yeah. <laughs> he jumps on a horse and then fucks off. Zero fucks given. Uh, it does go very weak here as well, so your crash thing's does, like pretty yes. apt. Um, Lord Jesus, you just sitting there watching. <laughs> um, it really is the most useless fucking cunt ever. <laughs> and then, so, somehow the girls manage to escape and they, they free him. Yep. I'd have thrown him into the flames to be quite honest, you know what I mean? <laughs> You were a lot of help, son. You know what I mean? <laughs> In you go. Uh, we're starting to think that you might not be Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sitting here making fish and bread all the time. Who's <laughs> <laughs> on us coming to anyway? <laughs> but that would have been a fucking ending. Um, <laughs> uh, as they, as, so as they go to leave, they'll be passed through all these animal oh, bones. The girls think it's some kind of miracle. Uh, the daughter one goes to shoot the tape player. Yeah. If you believe it's the devil now. Um, and then youngest angel comes jumping and smashes it with a rock. And then they tell we blonde Jesus to fuck off, basically, because <laughs> they believe he's a vengeful god. Um, and the whole film kind of ends on a monologue from the daughter. Uh, and kind of various images that formed the montage that we saw at the beginning of yep. the movie and then lo and behold the tree has a blossom there you go into the credits why are you rubbing your forehead already <laughs> no, like, no. Like, like, no that was an itch that genuinely <laughs> was just an itch in my um... Baz final thoughts on Luz the flower of Um, I I think Luz is one of these films, I think there are maybe themes in it that I have not picked up on. Mm. 
it's a film I enjoyed. Yep. Um, you and I talked very briefly about it before we came on. I mean, it is a beautifully shot. Oh, d- any you could hit pause at any point in this movie, print off that image and put it on your wall. It yeah, is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the character of El Senor of David Carreth, um is a very he is a very interesting character because he's this. <laughs> complete failure of, of a cult leader and yet he still does have this community that are sitting there after having basically murdered five children <laughs> uh, and still believing that if a flower appears on this fucking tree yeah everything will be fine yeah well, that, I mean? well that, like um, that, that, there to your very your very point is the interesting aspect about that character from an outsider's point of view we see him as a failure but from a community's point of view, even if they think he is a failure, they will still follow him, which is yeah. every cult leader. Very definition of it, isn't yeah. it? It's that ability, it's the, it's the cult of personality, it's that to persuade other people that what you're saying, even if they have doubts, is the correct course of action. And then uh. the tipping point of where you've invested so much of your time in something that the possibility, even if you know it's wrong, of uncoupling yourself from that negates the however many years of your life you basically wasted following yeah. something that is now so evidently is that is that way we like if you've already lost your house and your car at the you know at the blackjack table i mean and someone then gives you more money i mean you might as well bet it now you know what i mean you might as well go in because you might win I, it all I, back I do, I, you know I, I do understand that and, and like from the kind of I don't presume to be any kind of expert in cults or anything, you know, mm. but I have listened to a few kind of documentaries and stuff about them, you know. I just still think, though, that when the, the fucking old guy to heaven's gaze, lads, so just cut your dick off. <laughs> yeah. Matt, Testicles. Honestly, mate, they didn't a, cut their dicks off. Testicles. There's a line I'm going to have to draw here. And he didn't this tell them that they had... The sand. He didn't tell them, like, only some of them did it. Not all of them. But there was enough there to make me think. Yeah, like I mean, you would have to, like, you would have to fucking physically pin me down, and like I don't know, knock me out for another man to cut my testicles, right? (laughs) So yeah, but Um, from that point of view, he's a he's a he's an interesting character because he's very interesting. He's so he's so obviously shit. Yeah, and that's kind of juxtaposed juxtaposed with the fact he is a very kind of tragic character as well but yeah. his and I'm going to use the word shitness oh I like it is uh, so, so you can't feel sorry for him no because he is just a bit of a crap dick and he also know, raped a woman after he abducted he did, her son yeah as soon as that happens I'm like fuck this guy like, it, so. it's quite a it's an oddly paced movie mm-hmm. uh, because it, it's relatively long. It doesn't feel as long as it is. <sighs> there, there are two bits, there are two real sucker punches in this movie in, yeah. in terms of when it hits, it hits real fucking hard, which is the, the rape, mm-hmm. which is fairly early on. And then the kind of the evisceration, the kind of cesarean section of the, of the girl yeah. are both just 
awful to watch. Yeah. Um, and and done very well. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. You know, in that they. Not that they're done very well because they're awful. What the watch, rape scene? Well, you're you talking about I mean? the rape scene. The way the rape yeah. scene is shot is through the. Exp- the majority of it, ninety percent of it, is the expression of his daughter looking through seeing two slats yeah. of it and seeing the woman's reaction to it, interspersed with the occasional, like, guy pump really, in the really background. Fast yeah, like that. But for the majority of it, and it's shot like with this hauntingly beautiful music. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's, I mean, this movie is hyper art. Uh, this is like uh, this is the very definition of an art house movie, um, in that see, respect. Like, I would argue with you there. Well, now see, I I think it is an art house movie, and the reason behind it is when I was watching this movie at first, I thought this was an allegory for once again going back to allegory. I thought this was an allegory for religion in general. Oh. The, like the idea that in itself a religion is it's placing your faith in something. Yeah. But it's also it your interpretation of what you read. It's like, yeah, yeah. me and you read the same book, right? We come down, This is why book clubs are successful, right? Or we, why movie podcasts are successful. We watch the same movie, we sit down, we can have two completely different experiences watching exactly the same thing. And mm. like El Senor as a character has this very, like, very, very devout, very purposeful, and I would say confident to the exterior approach on what he thinks religion is and how people should follow that and by following him you know all these things already and that's every religion like that's every religion religion it it has to be predicated on something that is almost unprovable to an extent and that's why that's why it's called faith right blind faith yeah but then on the other side of this right I was thinking about it's actually ju- it's just not religion itself you were talking about the cult cults are not just religious you can get cults that are financial cults mm-hmm. where people but like this is how pyramid schemes work you know like you get like you can get financial cults you can get technological cults I mean we're all technically in technological cults you've got people that like myself swear by a particular brand of product because they think they're the best because they're the one that has the truth you can have all these different ideas of these things and that's where my this is where the, the, the art house thing comes in because essentially whichever prism you walk into watching this movie and whatever's on your mind ultimately is what you get out of it at the end but the story yeah. is being told through a kind of quasi-religious prism. But you could still watch this and come away with, you know what this is about? This is about cult leaders. It's all about it's all about personality and how people are easily swayed by someone that's confident or compelling. Um, mm. And that's where I think it, I, maybe the art house thing I'm talking, not just like the aesthetical, because it purely is, but yeah. it reminded me a lot of I told you there was like certain directors that were like fucking screaming in my head when I was watching this and the biggest one is from a similar part of the world is uh, Jodorowsky um, who has done a ton of fucking movies which are these beautiful like almost like paintings but there's always a kind of somewhat philosophical religious aspect juxtaposed with like hardline horror like you would yeah. fucking throw that in there and that you just have to deal with it and that's kind of where I landed with this one. I don't think it's so esoterical that it's like a... Like, I, the the stuff that I saw online where people were comparing it to, I thought were lazy comparisons. The one that kept coming up was The Witch. 
And I was like, you're right, there's a goat in it. And I was like, but that's literally where the line stops for me because yeah, it's never at any point. It's never at any point the goat doesn't fucking talk. You know, it's never at any point there's a goat imagery in there which they're maybe claiming might be related to Satan, but then the very yeah. image of the goat is related to Satan. So I don't know. Yeah, 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 it doesn't go yeah. beyond that. I mean, if it is, no. if it is trying that, it's purely fucking superficial. Whereas specifically in the witch, they pass that out. They give it a voice. They give it like. So I, I think it's a very lazy comparison to do that. It wouldn't be the first time I see yeah, that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even have thought of that. No, like a hundred percent no. Um, so yeah, that's that's maybe where I was. Like, when I see art house, I don't mean on the level of it's so fucking out there. It's, yeah, yeah. It's just that like like that that viewing of the movie as a whole, I think, has a, like something like Mother. Darren Aronofsky's Mother is a movie where I told you the press tour people are like oh right this is about religion he's like yeah it's about religion and then the next interview they're like it's about the artist isn't it it's about the artist struggle and he's like totally about the artist struggle and the next person's like it's about Mother Earth and how we're polluting the planet he's like it's totally about that and then he just went from interview to interview just agreeing with everyone because either he knows what the movie's about or actually he kind of likes that idea where he's talking or he doesn't give a fuck people are talking about it so, aye, I don't know wh- why I went on that big round of houses, but that's what I mean when I say art. It was just because I kind of disagreed about it being an art house, but I, I do take the point, I, I think the only thing I'd say on that is, um, it, it, it's a relatively easy film to watch, mm. as opposed to some of the art house stuff that, that is out there, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah it, it's... It's a good film. And with you, I, I, I think I don't it's, know if I would jump on to watch it again. It's my least thing, favourite of the ones we've done for the folk horror, but that's not because I think it's a bad movie. I said to you off air before we started, this to me feels a bit long. Yeah. Like I got the message in by <clears throat> about 45 minutes into the movie. And it never really transcends beyond that message. It just comes back to examples of that message. And it's full of it. Like the... Everything... Like it really hammers home that this guy is fucking useless. Not only does the yeah. tree not grow, not only does he pick the wrong boys, not only can he not keep his house in check, not only can he... Like, he uses such blatantly obvious, like, tactics and manipulation, but then even down to the fact that his compass doesn't fucking work. Like, every point he picks from that compass does not yield anything at all. Everything the guy does is he fucking abstract uh, abstract failure. And the movie compounds that by, and now he's not done this right, and now he's, yeah. he's, he gets to the point where he's even, you know, oh, I'm, why, why have you forsaken me, God? I must cleanse myself with fire. But then he kills his, like, he goes to kill his family and not himself. Like, so it goes at, an hour and 45 is the runtime for this, and not to kick it too hard here but to me the wailing felt shorter and it is fucking like 45 yeah, minutes longer than this yeah 45 minutes longer I just felt and it's what you said the pacing feels weird you get a certain point and there's suppose we should mention as well the movie's interspersed with these huge sections of really really interesting cinematography 
and then spoken word narration from the the like our, our biological daughter who's like basically filling you through her journey as part of the story and every time those things happened they were wonderful to watch but I just felt the movie ground to a fucking halt like any yeah. any progression you were making it was like the brakes are on now right we're slowing it right down we need to get through this again and then the movie kind of had it didn't jump right back in at the pace it was going before it felt like I had to build back up and just as it was starting to get to a point where I was like all right cool wait, wait, right we're moving with all cylinders boom another cutscene and it would do the same again so that's a that's a negative for me I, I just felt the flow of the movie was all kind of off I, I think on that kind of uh, vein I think my overriding feeling uh, like I say the, the two scenes that really land hard are very well done yep I could have just maybe done with a little bit more of that Mm. Um, possibly if you'd increased the kind of volume of it if you like it would have lessened the impact on them that's probably is why they hit so hard Yeah. but I just felt you could have done a little bit more in between I could have done with a few more what the fuck moments well um, like the, the kid goes off and uh, the fucking finger disappears and then is brought back dead the other day and we don't yeah. ever really get a I mean it's implied the dad did it El Senior yeah, did yeah. it right just as it's implied that El Senior's been pumping his adopted daughter and that's why he's ah. so outraged by the fact that she's pregnant because it wouldn't be this woodsman it would be him that would do it because he's really the only other guy that would do it um, and she she's the one that doesn't think that he's up to spec and up to code she's the one that's questioning him yeah. to begin with which would make sense if he was abusing her and all the rest and then we've seen that he is a rape and like that so and I'm full I'm fully behind movies not giving you the answers to things but this movie in a lot of respects it hits you with two really hard scenes and it could like even at the end it could link back to like a scene of him closing the bedroom door or uh-huh. a scene of him going it with like things that I feel would make the movie not even less abstract but just a little bit more satisfying as a whole um, and it doesn't do that and that's a strong artistic choice I honestly personally think that the director of this movie I don't know if what he set out to make is something that we would call a folk horror movie. I think he just went out to create a, you know, allegorical examination of something that just has two kind of heavy hitting scenes in it. And as such, knowing what the horror community is, where else does this movie naturally fit in? Yeah. Well, nowhere. So it gets lumped in it. I like. I would struggle to call this a horror movie. If I'm honest, like the other ones, I've been like folk horror, folk horror. Yeah. There is no devil in this movie. There's two acts of violence, but I can think of plenty of other movies where you have, you know, domestic violence, rape, or anything else that I wouldn't lump in here. So ultimately, what I can. Two Romance is not a fucking horror film. 100%. Ah, more violence, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it's weird. And I'm not generally the guy that, like, is out with the fucking, like, the caution tape saying, you know, horror fans do not cross here. Um,. But I did feel at the end of this one, I was like that. I don't know if I would even physically quantify this as a horror movie. It didn't feel like a... And like all the things that generally would lean me towards like, well, it is, it is, it is. It, it, that wasn't there. I found it a very interesting examination of cultism. Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't... 
I don't know. I, like I say, I don't like playing that card. And I, I also, very much like yourself, enjoyed the movie. I thought I thought it was beautiful to look at. I thought the performances were... I thought all the acting across the board was really fucking well done. Um, but at the end of it, I just felt it was maybe 15, 15 20 minutes too long. I kind of got the message earlier on in the movie. And they very much like yourself. They could have done a little bit more in here. Yeah. To flesh out some of the more ambiguous parts without sacrificing any degree of ambiguity that the movie has. There you go. There we go. There we go. Right, let's grade this some bitch and let's move on okay, to a movie okay. that I know for a fact we both fucking loved, which is <laughs> fucking Phantasm Five Ravenger, which is likely to be like most of these Phantasm reviews, very fucking short. Um, <laughs> Baz, you know what we do, we do is one through five, one is hated it, two is didn't like it, three is liked it, four is really liked it, five is loved it. What are you giving Luz the flower of evil? Um, I am going to give Luz a three. I'm going to agree with you. I liked it. I can't go above that. Um, no. I think it's, like I say, I think it's fine for what it does. Very much like yourself, I don't know how quick I'll come back to this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do believe I will watch it again somewhere down the road but um, it's not one that I would rush out to check which is like on paper I imagine there's people looking at their devices right now going but this is totally a Duncan movie um, and that there's a difference between stuff that deals in allegory and artistic representations of that and the stuff that I like so yeah there's a bit of a bridge here. There we go. Well, I'll tell you one thing, though. We did not get one fucking movie in our folk horror section that got below a three. No. I, th- I think Luz is probably the lowest scoring. It is, yeah, of, it is. Of all of them, and it was that was still a film that we both liked. Yeah. No, so the, the, fo- the folk horror stuff this year has been great. So what we're um, saying is from now and on... I like... Yep. One of the things I think I liked about it is, is the spread that we've had. You know, you've had old movies. Yeah. Um, you know, old, low-budget, stuff like that. And then you've got films like this and yep. The Wailing and stuff like that. So it has been quite a spread. But yeah, they've all, they've all landed well, I've got to say. And I, I'm, um, like, suitably impressed with my judgment here, which is, once again, why I'm putting forward the case for Hellraiser 2023. Um, right, Buzz. We've like let, let's not talk about another franchise. Let's put this one to fucking bed. We yeah. are going to discuss the last movie, Phantasm Ravenger. This is the final movie of Bazoween 2022. You're going to hear the trailer for it right now. When we return, we're going to fucking breeze through this, or I'm not going to be happy. We're going to be doing that right after this. <laughs> Like a 
There are some schools of thought that suggest the possibility that one could be in two places at once. real anymore so I wander following the tall man's path of destruction one eye out for those spheres and the other for him he is clearly delusional you're not even real an amazing story. Epic, actually. Welcome back, ladies and gents. So, all roads have led to here. This is the very final review of Bazoween 2022. Oh, dear. Uh, the final movie in the Phantasm franchise. This is Phantasm Ravenger from 2016. This one, first one in the series, not directed by Don Coscarelli. This is directed by David Hartman. Now, I know what you're thinking out there. Who the fuck is is this David Hartman cunt? And that is, a, that is, I mean, let's be honest, that is a great question. Um, and the short answer is, uh, he hasn't really done a lot. He has done some stuff, but not like a huge amount of things. He um, is like mostly TV and animated stuff and has worked with Don Coscarelli before. In fact, he worked with him on Bubba Hotep, which is why I think he ended up doing this project he co-wrote this alongside Don Coscarelli but takes the main writing credits as well so that great through line that everyone keeps talking about the story how it all ties up and all the rest it's written by someone else uh, the movie itself stars a Michael Baldwin Reggie Bannister Don Cody Gloria Lynn Henry Stephen Jutras Kathy Lester Bill Thornbury Daniel Roebuck that's right uh, he's in that new Rob Zombie, the Monsters movie, so that'll be interesting. Who's Daniel Roebuck? Uh, Daniel Roebuck plays uh, Demeter, the fucking farmhand that gets the ball in the throat. Oh, uh... Yeah, let's not do this. Uh, Daniel Schweiger, uh, Kean Okada, and yeah, there's other folks in here. It is worth seeing this, I believe, is the final credit for Angus Grimm before he passed away. Um, I once made the joke, and I'm not going to do it here, he passed away shortly after making this movie through fucking shame and embarrassment, but I'm not <laughs> going to I'm not gonna do that, because the dude had a very long and very fruitful career, um, and was beloved by fans, and that's the thing we have to keep coming back to, Ravenger does not exist in a world where fans didn't want to see this movie, you yeah. know what I mean, and they had been pining for it for over a decade, 
like I say sometimes, be careful what you wish for because you might just get it. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about how much of a fuck we actually give about this movie, but I think it's best summed up in the synopsis on IMDb where the person that's wrote it clearly couldn't be given much of a fuck either. It just says, the final instalment in the long-running Phantasm series. <laughs> It's literally the synopsis. It um, better than it is. I, I want to see that movie, but as I don't know about you. Um, oh, man. It's tragic. Like It really is tragic to know. Like the, Here's the thing. You didn't like the first movie, which is an unpopular, and let's just be honest, wrong opinion, right? That's, that's where you land on the scale, right? However, I adore that first movie. And I live in a world where that first movie exists as one side of a bookend and this is the other side holding everything up. And this is the side that I'm not confident about, like, at all, even just a little bit. Um, I'm curious because I know you've already given out the lowest grade that can be given out to a movie. So how low can we actually go here, Baz? We'll find it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, for the very last time, speaking about Phantasm, I imagine forever for you. Well, your voicemail at the beginning of this episode pretty much summed up your thoughts overall on Phantasm. Um, let's do this then. Baz, what did you make of Phantasm 5, a.k.a. Ravenger? Not a fucking lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to tell so the people I... about your notes and uh, what we had to do before we had start here? I mean, yes. I think it's a good story because my, I think uh, this is, yeah. The notes, so this one, what wasn't done, this one was done with my usual. So I had watched uh, Ravager and then went back for a second watching it to take my notes. And I ended up having to do that over like two or three different viewings. Yep. Um, and I then, as I came on to record with Duncan, realised that I hadn't put them all together <laughs> in the one document. <laughs> um, and I think I've pieced them together correctly. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure that they are, but I'm a hundred percent sure I don't fucking care. Also, so, I also um, think that you put more care and consideration into piecing together those notes than someone did writing the script for this movie. Yes. So, yeah, let's do it. So here we go. So again, like all the previous ones, if you want to watch this on Shudder in the UK, uh-huh. pick Phantasm Four. Yep. Oblivion. Now I will get this. I can tell you that I used my Shudder app on my phone, mm-hmm. and it is the right movie on the Shudder app on the phone. Just add. If you pick like Ravager. Yeah. So Ravager. you still oh, have my login. You. If you want to confirm, you can use my login and go on the app and go to uh, Ravager, and it is in the right place on the app, which is very that strange. Is- Mildly interesting. I, um, I wanted to give us something before we start. Either way, <laughs> something to hold just on don't to. Watch it. Yeah, <laughs> something to cling on to. Um, that's, that's the message here. Don't fucking watch it. Here's no. Here's the message yeah, here, Baz. Okay. Before we even get into this, this is the fucking message, right? The message is that I, in my great wisdom, before because I'd seen it before, I did it for the Russian roulette a couple years ago. Didn't like it then. Like it even less now. I sat and I did a... I was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to just take a wee look at what other people on the app said. Because that's usually you get a great gauge 
of popularity Ooh. based on those reviews. It currently has an overall score of four skulls out of five. I'm, right. I shit you not, right? And uh, let me just give you a small sample of some of the reviews from people that have watched the movie. <clears throat> this one from Fox. F-E-U-X. Um, uh, yep. Four out of five. At first, this movie felt like a group of friends doing an over-the-top action movie. It was eye-folly and cheesy. After a bit, I was sold on the acting and characters. And I really liked the ending. It's still cheesy. <laughs> what fucking bit? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's still cheesy, but it was a good time. There we go. That's that one here. Uh, we're going to juxtapose this by this two out of five bones from Boyd94 who said, looks incredibly cheap, full stop. Um, uh, or from Lola1515 who gave it, or 1515, or 1515, I don't know how she goes with it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I really hope it's the last. Let, let's, let's go with that. Um, who said, um, thanked Mandy6. 363 <laughs> must be a lot of Mandy's on this platform uh, it says thanks for the spoiler alert this was horrible that was 1 out of 5 but then let's let's go with Sebastian Salas who gave it a 5 out of 5 and said best one of them all exclamation mark that was me that was me just being sarcastic. And then I scroll down and I just see a lot of people scoring it. But let's go with this. Typhon Studios is the last one. Then we're going to go to what you thought. He gave it five and he actually wrote more than one sentence with good punctuation uh, and spelling, apparently. Um, I've been a huge fan of the franchise since the original film. Right? And my lovely wife... There we go keeping the wife on side and I were extremely fortunate to have worked on Ravenger right which I'm starting to see why the five is in here um, we got to meet and hang out with everyone who returned from the past films and we even took home a stray dog who crept around the set and at the hospital anyway I love all the Phantasm films and this one has a very special place in my heart I wish there were more installments to look forward to Thank you, Don, and everyone who contributed to this film, as it will be one of my fondest memories forever. Good times. Now, I just want to stress, he gave it 5 out of 5 there, and didn't actually talk about the content in the movie. Rather, he reviewed the experience of making the movie, which I'm so glad that he took his time to come to Shudder to do that. Baz, I mean, maybe if we'd worked on the movie, maybe we could have given it higher than the scores we are likely to give it on this one. But let the listeners out there know what you made of Phantasm. Ravenger. Very quickly. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Phantasm 5, Ravager. As I've said, if you're using the Amazon Prime thing, I can pick number four and get this. No shitty recap montage at the start this time. Cheap. Cup to see our new director. He's like that. All that stuff was nothing. Yeah. Just an aged register stalking out of the desert like a limp sack of shit making a cheesy crack of it needing an ice lolly he used to be an ice cream man Baz that's a funny joke fans and will be howling all I've written next is nope now we get a recap for fuck's sake <laughs> raging then that takes you out of the titles 
And I will just say at this point, they really did miss a trick calling it Ravager. They should have called it Ravarage. <laughs> I mean, that's funny, at least. You know what I mean? A Phantasm 5, Private Rage. Um, like, <laughs> like, it's just on his car. Uh, so. <laughs> anyway, after said Rage, the register wanders up a deserted highway. Uh, after stopping briefly to become aroused by a lost child's teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> So a car drives up behind him. Lo and behold, it's his own car. I think what happened at the end? At the end, we see him get back through a portal. Yeah, he goes through a portal to try and get to try and get Mike. But so anyway, I, th- yeah. I think his, the idea is that his car has been stolen. Yeah, this movie doesn't even recap how he got back. No, not no. Well, I mean, it, it does try and explain it later on horribly. And we'll talk yeah. about the point. But yeah, like he comes back and over he's fucking terribly recorded. Like bad EDR, by the way. Bad EDR in this movie. His like narration. He talks about coming back in his car that he parked in the desert had been stolen. Yeah. So anyway, it just so happens the guy that stole it then drives up behind him. <laughs> uh, Must just drive up and down this road, pass. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't let on that it's his though. And he catches a lift off the driver. Uh, he pulls a hidden pistol out of the glove box and then kicks the cunt out of the car. Which the guy who rare. stole the car didn't open. Yeah. Oh, I hate this movie. Thankfully, the register at this point has the sense to change out of his ice cream uniform so we don't have to go through a whole fucking movie of him wearing that. He does wear it later uh, on, no Baz. Naked car thief gets killed by a silver ball. Another goes after the register. Um... We got a weird kind of running battle between Reggie and the ball <laughs> until he traps it in the glove box yep. and then empties an entire clip into it. Pops a cap. Which I'm sorry, I know nothing about cars, but that would have blown the car up, surely. Yeah, the engine. If you it. fire the entire <laughs> clip of bullets directly into the engine. Yeah. I'm just going to say it's going to run up. a wee bit weird. If at all. He dispatches the other one with his hand cannon as well. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, though, suddenly. the register wakes up as if from a dream. Uh, and he's been pushed around hospital grounds. Oh, dude, I remember the first time I watched this movie and this scene come up and I was like that. This is fucking genius. This is yeah. actually genius. And no, it's not. It's, it's not at all. Not <laughs> no, you believe it. Um, he's getting pushed around his hospital grounds in a wheelchair by a much older clean cut Mike um, Mike tells him he was found wandering in the desert Reggie thinks something's up though mm. uh, Mike tells him he's got dementia turns out that's what's up um, and he's like by the way the doctor says I have to keep you fucking engaged so how about you just tell me the whole story again? why don't we just have a flashback <laughs> <laughs> oh. You've never known that Dan Hartman worked on Bubba Hotep, which is about like 
Bruce Campbell well, playing. I've not seen the bubble. Day, you would so love it. The thing is, you would love bubble. Accounts, it's quite good. Yeah, yes. but like it is set in an old folks' home, uh, with, with a character who has memories of things that may not have happened, mm-hmm. and it just so happens to made this phantasm movie, and they're like that. You know that movie that I worked on with you, Don? Let's just take bits of that and put it in this one. Let's do it again. Ah. Uh, Right. Well, well let's Just let's back the, you know, yeah, let's lad, the yada 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 through the bit of the let's copy the same thing that every movie has done thus far. <laughs> this is the a Google search, by the way. This is the Google search in paranormal activity. This the, 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 the register picking up somewhere on the road and then yeah. trying to fire in. Reggie's doing a monologue over the top, driving along the highway. He comes across an extremely hot redhead who's broken down. Offers to give her a lift to the next town and I've written your signature move. <laughs> she agrees. It's worked every time thus they, far. They arrive at her house. Reggie pulls out the old fucking acoustic guitar. You must have uh, loved this. Like, I know uh, how much you love this guy playing guitar. It's to no avail, however. He strikes out as usual. Um, but he says, in a pathetic attempt... This is horrible. This is like... In a, like, in this a is truly pathetic attempt... Just have a wank. Right? Yeah. Um, he says he'll write her a song. Yeah. Just then have a he wank. Can't, like, he can't remember her fucking name. Inexplicably... Her name's Dawn, by the way. Inexplicably, she comes down the stairs for a booty call. Yep. But the old heartless register has fallen asleep. Age is caught up to him. Um, it's the cruelest of ironies. <laughs> the the tall man turns up outside, sends one of his silver boys into face bum Reggie. <laughs> uh, next minute, Reggie wakes up like in a civil war hospital. Mm. Uh, the tall man's in the next bed. Um, seems cool at first until he tells him that he's always watching. Yeah, uh, tells him he's Jebediah. See a wee dead bird under the bed. Mm. Um, Reggie then wakes up on the couch in Don's house. Uh, he shouts upstairs because he suddenly decides he wants to stay a few days. Um, gets no answer. Goes up to her room. She's getting face bummed. Although that is it's not as cool as I make it sound. <laughs> um... Reggie runs like fuck out to the car, gets all chilled up with an entire arsenal of new weaponry that we have never seen before, including, including a samurai, a samurai sword, and a backpack, and nunchucks. Reggie uh, battles a silver boss all over the farm. Uh, he gets cornered by an axe wielding Russian farm hand. Uh, he's a horse getting face bumped, which is new. Yep. Uh oh, what's so all corrected? They're, they're, no, no. All right. Trapped. I find it really hard to say anything funny in this film because it's they're, terrible. They're, they're trapped in the barn, and all I've written here is like the bookkeeper in the cabin on the Canadian border after the liquor raid in De Palma's Untouchables. <laughs> Untouchables. Yes. For oh, sake, dragging that reference. Out we there. still have to have an Untouchables viewing at my house in my 4K UHD. Oh, your 4K. We yes. need to do it, dude. We need to, yes, before the year do. is out, we need to do it. Um, Rusky lights in the silver ball, though, and then he ends up getting throat bummed. 
Uh, Which the real, I, I'm assuming it's because Daniel Roebuck is a genre bigger name. Why this throat bumming goes on for about a minute? Yeah, a very long scene of a death. Which, like, remember in the remember in the first Phantasm movie, it sticks in the guy's head. The blood shoots out, and we get the blood shooting out, and it lasts what maybe about 15, 20 seconds, yeah. and then the guy's dead. Yeah. And that's really all you need. And the thing I think about that is that's effective because it only lasts that long. The longer it lasts in these movies, the less effective it is. Yeah, it just looks it's a silly effect. So it always was. Yeah. But by dragging it out like that, as you say, it just emphasizes yeah. how fucking bad it is. Uh, before the register can shoot, uh, he wakes up back in the hospital gardens with Mike. Mike starts. I don't know, trying to fucking placate him going on about parallel universes. Um, you say placate, I say adding additional elements to a story that aren't fully explored until the very end and not well done either. Yeah. This kind of implies that everything Reggie's saying is part of his psychosis hmm. uh, and the stuff that the tall man, with the tall man possibly never really happened. Um Reggie kind of tries to argue that it's fucking true. Nobody really fucking cares. <laughs> um, next thing he wakes up back in the woods with a bag of guns. Uh, he's suddenly then confronted with like a huge silver bow in the sky above him. Mm-hmm. A portal appears behind him. Um, then he's back in the wheelchair again, talking to Mike. Um, Mike disappears and I've written, was he ever there? Still not uh, fucking once sure. Once again, like these are all questions that would make a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Register gets up at the wheelchair, fucks off across the lawn, sees a portal, kind of makes the grab it, but can't. Um, the same thing is happening to him in the desert. Uh, oh, fucking next minute, a fully armed registers in the white room with a tall man. Uh, he tells Reggie that they've kind of gone back in 1979. So I try to tie it in, I think, with the first movie. Gotta go back in time. Uh, the tall man offers to give him his family back, which we knew fuck all about till the second movie. Yeah. Um, I do love this, though, that I will give you your wife and your child back. All you kind of have to do is just accept that and just leave things alone. And he's like, no, but I want my friends. And he's like, yeah, but your yeah. wife and your child, you know, the woman that you love, and the child that you bore. Whose who's death sent you down this road yeah. to <laughs> fucking despair. I will give you them back, and all you yeah. have to do is forget about the other two, you know, like the annoying kid that you were, like, kind of struck to help. And the friend, yes, granted you played songs with him on a porch, but let's be honest, you haven't really seen him in 30 years. Yeah. Uh, but I'll give you your wife, you know, the one that you did the shagging with. And the child that was born from that shagging. So maybe, I, but, but like ultimately the message here is you have, like, I'm not needing an answer right now, but I do kind of need an answer. It's like when you go to, like, a, to buy a car. You don't have to, you know, but you know, uh, but you yeah. don't have to. I'm no pressure on you. You can go out and uh, I'll ask you later on, which by the way, that later on conversation is five minutes later in this movie where they do pretty much the same scene but instead of a white background 
they do it in a kind of hellscape background, which makes me think they shot both scenes in a green screen, like back yeah. to back, and then just would like never say the lines again, and we'll just change the background. <laughs> we're fine. Uh, <sighs> oh fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, the tall man he refuses to leave Mike alone. He's his. Registers theatrically walks backwards through the portal. Ends up back in the funeral home. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like he's not alone. He whips with the old Tech Nine. Uh, blonde bird appeared. It turns out it's the old graveyard shagger from part one. Good to see her back. We're just bringing them all back, Baz. Uh, this I don't know. This is this is the Halloween kills of this franchise. I love that. Here looks like we're getting the whole gang back together. Evil dies tonight, Baz. Evil uh, dies tonight. Just as she's about to French the register, though, um, she suddenly turns into like a banshee. Mm-hmm. He has to kill her. Uh, very good makeup skills there. Yep. She looked really creepy, I've got to say. Um, Look at you looking at the positive. I love I it. Just fucking scrabbling about trying to find one. Big rock tunnel. Fuck knows where that came from. Um, there's jabbers about. Register's not big on conserving bullets at this point. He's just firing with gay abandon. <laughs> um, the cavern kind of begins to crumble. Uh, then he's floating on a huge bit of rock with the tall man. Tries to shoot him, but it doesn't work. Repeat the same conversation we had just a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The tall man gives him his last chance to get the family back and all that. Um, Thomas like, says, no, it's just a bad dream. Fucking some bollocks like that. <laughs> Register then wakes up in the morgue strapped to a table. Uh, he gets freed by a couple of fucking rebels from Star Wars, I think. <laughs> um, who just get zero respect for this ponytail. Um, one of them is a very angry dwarf. Uh, and the other one appears to be Ginger Dawn, but she's got no recollection of him or that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the register tries to sing of the song. It's fucking pathetic. I have some fucking backbone, sir. Um, <laughs> she doesn't remember it and just seems repulsed by his bald head. Um <laughs> It all, it all goes totally resident evil at this point, but like when mere angry dwarves. Yeah. Um, they're creeping about the hospital. Register manages to find a room with a stripper pole in it. I don't know where the fuck that came from. Uh, but there's also got a Jawa in it. Um, but this overly cocky dwarf shoots it and then slags after Register for being bald. And actually, I started to fucking side with the Register at this point. And like, <laughs> It's like, who is this annoying? Yeah, who is this annoying new character we've had in who is going to be very prominent in this movie now in a a very frustrating, horrible way? Got to say, we're really veering into like Terminator territory at this point, aren't we? Uh, And then when they exit the building, they see it's been turned into some kind of irradiated wasteland and there's random survivors fighting after Jawas just sitting here, yep. It's actually full on Terminator now. <laughs> um, oh, then, then Register wakes up, he's back in the fucking wheelchair again. Um, 
wanders out into the hall, gets accosted by Nurse Ratched. Um, <laughs> he struggles, flashes back into Terminator. We're going to call it Terminator World, just like so we're aware. Um, but then, he, but back then, he's getting molested by one of the BDSM <laughs> gas mask guys. Uh, freedom fighter, freedom fighter Mike comes swooping in Mike. to save him. Um, and that rude wee dwarf bastard just keeps chucking the fucking B word about. You know what I mean? Honestly, it wouldn't be that if he was African American. You know, you wouldn't be chucking the N word about. So stop calling them fucking bald. Reggie runs through her door, he's back in the hospital <laughs> Immediately pulled back into the Terminator world. The, the, the jumps between the two different kind of realities in this point are so frequent and pointless. Yep. Um, Silver Ball goes off spiky, which we've not seen before, and it blows some can't see that. Um, oh, Reggie wakes up in the hospital, there's fucking Mike's visiting. Um, Reggie's freaking out about all this kind of dimension hopping. Uh, but then Mike's like that I had this dream as well though and the dream is sewn up a gash in his head oh I knew the world is under attack from giant silver boss um, the invasion and, has more than begun now Baz yeah and that, this is sort of Mike recounting the kind of origin story of Terminator world um, Reg is like I've had enough I want out uh, steps out into the hall but the tall man appears with the whole fucking backing line for a Ramstein video. Um, <laughs> Mike blows them all to hell with a rocket launcher. <laughs> or at least back to Germany. Uh, Reggie wakes up in the hospital again. Mike walks in, he's like, we need to go. He's like, fucking hell, I'm trying to. Yeah. I keep coming back. Um, Two of them use a portal to jump through at the tall man's dimension. The Ramstein dancers have got Ginger Dawn hostage. Yep. Tall man's babbling on a bit. There've been thousands of them. Oh, we um, get a room, and it's like it's like a it's like a bad scene from the Matrix. Well, did, yeah. you, did you remember the room when he meets the architect, and that was the point where everyone in the cinema went, huh? Um, and he's <laughs> like, there's all those television screens. He's like, ah, yes, you've been here many times before. You know, like the eight no, that wasn't in the matrix. That was in one of the follow-ups. That's what I mean. Well, what I meant, I meant the, the, the I whole thing. I only ever saw the original. You only ever saw the original, right? Well, you probably did the right thing, but there was a whole I, bit. I, where... but, the, but the time I had the ability to watch the kind of follow-ups, I'd heard so many bad things about them. And yeah, it's them. all true. Every single word of it. Uh, but there is a scene where, he, like, I think it's the it's the second one um, where he meets. No, it's the third one. He meets the architect, and it's all explained yeah. out to him and all the rest. But then you find that there's so many different infinite possibilities and all the rest. And I'm watching this, and it's the same white background yeah. and everything. I'm like, oh fucking, oh yes, there's thousands of me, and they're all standing. In a fucking once again, never explained. <laughs> it's like we're the last movie here. We're just going to add the elements in that we don't have to fucking explain. Because who gives a fuck? Um, the Ramstein dancer snaps Ginger Dawn's neck. Yep. Um, it turns out we tiny white boy Yoda. He's been like hiding as disguised as a Jawa. Uh, a jihad Jawa. A jihad Jawa. He, 
he then dramatically lowers his hood like a fucking Jedi in Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. uh, and he blows himself in the tall man straight to hell with a suicide vest of grenades. Well. Or did he? Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you watched the after credits as well, and, and the thing is, right, the thing that annoys me is the tall man has already told them that there are literally thousands of alternative yeah. versions of What you're doing right now is useless. Waste of goddamn time. Yeah. And, and what, grenades. And also, we know that he survives this minus yeah. only a hand. So what did it do to the tall man? Probably nothing. Despite the fact he literally had a cold grenades <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And he lost a hand, the one part of his body that didn't appear to have a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, two nurses find the register lying on the lawn. Um, Mike turns up. At, at this point, it's like these two realities are starting to merge. Mm. Now you're kind of seeing both at the one time. Register turns in with shotgun. The doctor and nurses have turned back at the Ramstein dancers. Yeah, uh, so that was a yawn, folks. And just in case you weren't wondering, <laughs> um, Reggie and Mike fight their way back. Uh, Reggie's car turns up out of nowhere, looking like the car out of Mad Max. Got two Gatling guns on the bonnet. I love it. Uh, jump in, turns out he's been driven by Ghost Jody. Jody, well, even, ju even just all, I, I don't, don't even think Jody. he's Ghost Jody here. No, I, he's, no it's not. It's just Jody. He never right. died. What? Uh, Head off down the highway. Also, uh, Jody like, died in a car accident. You want him driving? Yeah, good point. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, and plus, he, he's piled on the fucking weight. Oh, he's well. a heavy. <laughs> don't shoe in for a diabetic heart attack. <laughs> don't fucking fat shame him. Like some people's metabolisms just stop, right? See when they they, they turn forty, they just fucking they they stop. Poor Jody. Um, yeah, they're going to head north because the, the tall man doesn't like the cold. Yeah. Still don't know why that's the case. Uh, Register's getting all sentimental with the gang going back together, settles back in his car seat, and then back in the hospital, Reggie passes away in his bed with Mike and Jody by his side. No. Then, um, listen, then the movie ends, and this ending is acceptable and I will forgive the movie for some yeah. of what it does if yeah. it doesn't do anything beyond this point. Yeah, because it does leave you with that was this whole thing just the fevered kind of dreams of a dementia patient? Was this like, thing a dream? Uh-huh. Full uh, yeah, circle bars. I picked up on that as well. I was like, ah, right, okay. That's obviously the nod to the first movie you've, and all you've that. Right the wrongs of what has happened in the past and you're you're at least trying to commit to it don't fuck it up but <laughs> no no buts buzz they, did, they didn't fuck it up we get this fucking end title and then we got post credit scene a long post credit uh, yeah, scene yeah it's essentially another small film we're going to talk um, about this as well by the way because in the interim between that end and this post-credit scene, we get the directed by fucking Dave Hartman, like a load of things. And then we jump back yeah. to that, and then after this bit, we get directed by Dave Hartman. They repeat the credits. Yeah, I've actually noticed that, but it doesn't surprise me. They fucking me. repeat it's... the credits. Yeah, 
because it's a proper post-credit scene. It's a, yeah, it's a film like Marvel would oh, be proud of this. It's ridiculously long. Um, yeah. We get an extremely charred white boy Yoda crawling out of a portal. <laughs> Looks up into the muzzle of a gun. It's been held by old fucking mental Rocky, Grace Jones. Face She's back. Two or whatever it was. Grace Jones, Teddy. Uh, she goes to give him a fucking, what we would call a coley back. Yeah. Uh, quickly feels her breast. Um, and then makes a marginally more successful pass at him than the register ever fucking managed. Um, and that this is a fucking now one-handed child <laughs> dwarf, and she's genuinely more open to fucking him than the register. Well, she does say that I think you might be the only man left alive. He still gets further than the register did. Mad Max car fucking shows up. They're all in it. They two get in. All five drive off at the apocalyptic sunset. Giant steel balls in the sky. Duncan screams again at his TV. Yeah. I'm just yeah. not sure what the fuck this film was supposed to be. Um, like we said, was it an illusion created by Edge's kind of dementia-ravaged fucking mind? And like you say, had it actually finished at the credits there, then we could have maybe gone for that. And yeah. I might not have loathed it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have liked it, but I would have said at least you are attempting to go back to the roots of the first movie. And there's also a part of me that loves the idea. It's explored in Bubba Hotep. This movie is like a fucking pale, pale imitation of Bubba Hotep. But I do like the idea of someone being so sick with dementia that the thing that the the familiar aspect they can hold on to is the strong friendship they had with someone else so much so that their fantasies in that dementia state would build an elaborate world where they overachieved or did things which Uh were I, I, I do like that I think it's fucking clumsily put together in this movie but like you you but you boldly have set all this up and then you've paid it off with he is dead. Ah, uh-huh. right, and, and th- that's the to me that's the the big thing is he is that the the franchise ends here. Now they aren't yeah. making another one. They're talking about remakes and all the rest, but the the franchise ends here. Cool. Why anyone out with someone go like that? The fans are going to fucking hate this if we kill him. So we need to bring him back. At the you know we need to you know it's a dream, but is it a dream and all the rest? The fact that they bring that back for that last whatever to set up what is just it's the final it's the final fuck you to me in this movie to the point where I'm like I know I hate it I I actually hate the ending of this movie well I'm just looking here it's absolute dog shit (laughs) bizarrely I have written here I don't feel it's quite as bad as part four I prefer part four to this no I I just I'll give you my reasons when you finish yours (laughs) There was something about just the reuse of the old unseen footage that I could not forgive that film for. Um, whereas, whereas possibly with the new director, and as you say, he turns out to be one of the main writers on it as well, they kind of went their own way with it. And I, I just, I feel at least it was an attempt. I, I, I'm appalled by part four. I really am. Um, 
All that being said, my current plan is now essentially to murder Reggie Bannister <laughs> just to fucking make sure. Just to make sure no they can make part six because I can see them doing it. They'll never make a just... part six. They'll never make no, a part. No, he'll not, he'll not, he'll not. I think they pretty much said that was it. Like the the big thing about it was after part four, the there was constant speculation after part four when will part five happen, and that conversation went on for over a decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? They really, really were kind of, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And it went through all different manners. Don Coscarelli was going to do it, then he wasn't going to do it. And then he, he essentially went off and made two other movies in between. And then by the time it swung around, I think he even was at the point where he's like, I don't want to do this. And yeah. with the guy who's been behind it, the major creative force behind everything to do with this is kind of like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Um, that's the point you need to draw a line in it. I like, I see what you're saying about the reused stuff, and I've seen Bubble Hotep, which is why it colours my opinion. Yeah, this guy up. worked on Bubble Hotep and then was like, "That, that's a really fucking cool idea," and then he just co-opted it, made it shitter, and put it in Phantasm. Whereas when I watch Phantasm Four, yes, it reuses a lot of old footage and all the rest, but there is an attempt, even cynically though, there is an attempt to try and, and some of that stuff where there is flashbacks. We talked about it does kind of work some of it is blatantly just fucking let's just use some footage um but i i like that to me this movie this movie starts with reg in the desert and finishes with reg in the desert so what yeah i mean that's literally you've went Uh, through an hour and 25 minutes to be exactly where you were at the start of this movie and that to me is a, like an inexcusable sin. It's like it's it's kind of like without the fun and enjoyment. This is Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven into Part Eight, where like Jason Voorhees, like at the end of Part Six, is at the bottom of a lake, and at the end of Part Seven, is in the bottom of the lake. <laughs> you know, yeah. we were like that. Uh, did we even have a movie there? Is that yeah. sort of level? I just, I, I, I honestly, and then the one thing we haven't even touched on is it's primarily shot against green screen. The special effects are utterly fucking shite. Like, out with some of the practical effects, the actual special effects, the digital effects, the giant steel balls, the hell landscapes, the red sky thing, it is all horribly CGI'd. Um, and it looks like I said to you, I've seen fan films where someone yeah. has like done a Kickstarter for ten grand and done like Never Hike Alone or something like the Jason stuff or the Freddy things or whatever, and they are of a higher standard. This is 2016. Digital cameras don't cost that much. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of. It's just a lot of reds running from one building to another, or in the woods, and they were ADR and some lines of it. It's just cheap. It's a, it's a cheap, cheap, cheap movie. And that first Phantasm movie is made on a relative shoestring budget, and it's artistically fucking great. So, yeah, I, I hate... This is the worst one for me. I know you're kind of no there, but you know, the worst one for me. I, it does so many things that I just can't forgive that I hate it. So, I'm going to be doing a, a, a grade here that um, that people will enjoy because I don't often hand it out. So, <laughs> is there anything else we want to say about this or can we just move on? Uh, 
right then films anymore yeah let's 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 fucking end this now then uh baz is one through five one is hated it two is didn't like it three is liked it four is really liked it five is loved it don't know why we went this high we ain't going this high <laughs> let me know what you made of phantasm five ravenger um i i, I do hate this film <laughs> but I, I just i feel i can't i actually preferred the first one to this so I therefore can't feel I can give it a one. So I'm going to have to give it like a point five. So it's I I didn't think it was quite as bad as part four, but part four was a fuck this movie zero. <laughs> so yeah, it gives a point five. I'm giving it a fuck this movie, which is lower than what I gave it on my first watch, uh, and it's a grade I very seldom give it. I everything about this annoys me. Like everything about this annoys me, and it never at any point had they just stuck with it, it's all a dream. I could have, I could have forgiven so much of this. I mean, like, well, it's dream logic, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, but no, 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 no. They had to bring him back at the end, and the 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 eternal battle continues. Fuck this movie. Fuck it. Honestly, zero. Um, if I never have to watch it again, I will be the happiest man on the planet. Ah. <sighs> There you go. There we are. We've went from at the start in five movies. We've went from a, what I would class a five-star bona fide classic horror movie to a fuck this movie <laughs> in five easy steps. Not many franchises can boast that. Um, ladies and gents, we're going to take our final break of this Bazoween episode. As we're saying, and I haven't mentioned it before because it's just a given, the Baz has been curating all the tunes in this one. He has one more at the end of this episode, and we hope that you've been digging them. He has sent me his list of tunes for this episode. Very excited. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're closing out the show and we're doing it right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. Ladies and gents, this has been the final Mazaween of 2022. Episode number five, looking at Luz, the flower of evil and Phantasm 5 Ravenger. We don't like to drag things out at the end of these episodes. So Baz, I'm going to turn the floor over to you, my friends, and give us your final thoughts on the season as a whole. And uh, let the listeners uh, know that you will, one, be back, and two, say goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for uh, tuning in, folks. I hope you've enjoyed Bazarine this year. Um, it's been, for me... It's, uh, it's been a real mixed bag. Um, and uh, the franchise was fucking pish. Uh, but the folk horror stuff is very, very good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, it genuinely has. I've watched some very good films this year, but I just, I just can't get one both the phantasm. And I, do, I, do, I honestly don't ever see me return to any of these films ever again. Um, but. I, I did thoroughly enjoy folk horror stuff, which was a very good idea. The viewers, Duncan, um, and I will give you your due. You, curate, you curated the entire uh, list of them as well, um, and you did a hell of a job, sir. Hell of a job. Hell 
Hellraiser? Um, <laughs> we're not doing fucking Hellraiser because <laughs> I don't really like the first two. <laughs> um, we, will, we will be back for Vaseline 2023. I promise you that, folks. I don't know what it'll be about, but I am fairly confident it will not be Hellraiser. Um, Fairly confident, not supremely confident. As always, I've had a ball doing it again. It's always great to be back. There will be other bad shows uh, coming up in the next year. Um, We're certainly going to do the the Halloween ends ends just to to shut that bitch down. Um, (laughs) I also thought it might be quite fun, and I've not asked folks to dump them, but I thought maybe after Halloween to do a little show just briefly covering all of our 31 days and however many days of Halloween movies. I would just love that. Just about each one, just briefly. I would um, love that. Because we had, we've had a bit of a mixed bag, although I think we overlapped in a couple of them, so maybe mm-hmm. we could do a wee, a wee fun episode on something like that. And I'm sure Baz's backdoor cinema will pop its ugly head out. So much, and and yeah, you're just like, I love how you're just saying that and then not acknowledging the fact that you essentially tease something on the Facebook page that you've given me no context in at all. We're like that. Let's do a a little, uh, like Baz maybe has some ideas for things that I've not told Duncan about and then all of a sudden people converted it to a poll, which you weren't happy about because people were inputting, you clearly don't know how to work a poll, because people just started like inputting things, you're like, stop making that poll. I said we would do a fucking poll. Yeah, no, that was that was a true crime idea that had come up. Well, 100%. just a, a, a little idea I've had. Yeah, yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll I, discuss I really it off here, John. One, I was more just to see if people like us doing the Bible John. People watched it. People, and if people you did, well, we might do another one. I'm a hundred percent in with that. Or if you did not so yeah, so there's a, an, an idea has has come up for that, and actually there has oh. been a. So here's a wee teaser. So two ideas. There's a, a new podcast out about Bible John. Yes. Um, and I thought it might be quite interesting to check that out and then just revisit the story of Bible John. Yep. Based around maybe what's come out of this because I think they have looked into some avenues that maybe haven't been covered by the actual investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one... I might speak to Duncan about after the show, but I'm not saying anything. <laughs> that is another a, true crime type thing. It's the ultimate cock tease. I love it. Absolutely love it. I'll tell you one thing that I did notice, and I don't want to drag this ending out, but I only found out, and I'm sure this was publicised. I'm almost, well, it definitely was publicised. Um, but I only found out via a podcast that the World's End murders was actually solved. Did you know that? Um, See, you're doing the face I did when I heard this, and I was like, no, they weren't. It's like one of the greatest unsolved murders. They, they tried in- to point it at Tobin. Not Tobin. They found DNA evidence have found the person responsible. And they apparently did it like about six years ago we'll speak about this off here blew my fucking mind blew my mind because i in my head even on the episode with bill john i was like yeah remember they tried to put on tobin but wasn't it tobin there you go it has been solved is no longer unsolved 
That's that's very interesting. But good news is that piece of shit died. So yes, he, he did cool. die in the interim, and um, yeah. it could not have happened any quicker. Um, yeah. And he apparently died alone and in great uh, great physical pain. So Excellent. yeah. I mean, we can only hope for these things for these people. Um, but as I, I can't stress it. It's all, even when we have to sit through the bad movies, I wouldn't <laughs> rather sit through a bad movie and discuss it with anyone else but you. Um, it's always a ball. I love doing these. It pains me that we now have to wait another 11 months to basically be back in this position to panic record the final episode uh, which I know is <laughs> <laughs> inevitable happen. but we fucking did it we said we were going to do it and we did it again so you know what that makes us champions because we've never missed a year <laughs> we never will miss a year the streak continues ladies and gents can I thank you once again for checking out these episodes thanks again to Baz for his committed hard work ain't easy finding the time to do these movies ain't easy when I pick weird Romanian movies in black and white that are two hours long <laughs> and fucking Korean movies that are two and a half hours long I stacked the deck this year it's been a ton of fun doing them we will be back next year as Baz said to do oh. another run may or may not be Hellraiser um, I'm smiling because I know he's fucking hating this and uh, I know what you guys are like and you'll just put pressure on him to cave um, but yeah like everything the songs everything this year has just been a dream to work on and uh, I look forward to sitting back down with my main man, the Baz, to discuss more movies or whatever the fuck we want to talk about. It's our show. and do whatever we want um, in the near future. What I can say to you, it is Halloween, ladies and gents. So I hope you have enjoyed spending your Halloween day, night, whatever it was, with us. And um, yeah, I, I, I can't believe October's over already. And we are closing in towards our end of the year. So, for the final time, for Bazoween 2022, Baz, would you like to say goodbye to the listeners, please? Certainly would. Thanks again, folks. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And I will see you before next Halloween. Wherever you are, whatever the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, this is Duncan McLeish, broadcasting live from under the stairs, wishing you all a happy Halloween. And I'll speak to you all next time.
Can't make it up.